This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Vicki Barker in London. As Uvalde, Texas mourns the 19 children and two teachers lost in Tuesday's school massacre. We've now learned from Texas Department of Public Safety Lieutenant Chris Olivares that the shooter was able to enter the school through a back door that was unlocked. Law enforcement then followed him into the school. At that point, they were met with gunfire by the shooter. Several police officers were shot. At that point, the gunman, the shooter, was able to make entry into a classroom. It's believed the gunman locked himself into the classroom for up to an hour before law enforcement was able to forcefully enter. Cameras in the school could explain why. Chris Fox for CBS News, Uvalde, Texas. This 27th school shooting of 2022 has reopened debate and old wounds over gun control. Like most of his fellow Republicans, Florida Senator Marco Rubio insists mental illness, not gun ownership, is to blame. I think any weapon is dangerous. Any firearm is potentially dangerous in the hands of a deranged lunatic. At the end of the day, the issue here is not the firearm. It's the lunatic and the firearm Senate Democrats say they're pushing for yet another vote mandating background checks. The Supreme Court ruling Roe v. Wade technically still grants women in the U.S. equal access to abortion, but one state has now effectively reversed that. CBS's Linda Kenyon reports. The strictest abortion ban in the country has been signed into law by the governor of Oklahoma. It prohibits abortion from fertilization, a move that pretty much bans most abortions. It also allows private citizens to sue those who help women get abortions. And in Casper, Wyoming, an abortion clinic that was planning to open in June has been firebombed. There were no injuries. It comes as the state is prepared to outlaw abortions if the U.S. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. Who won Pennsylvania's Republican Senate primary? No one knows. The vote's so close, it's triggered an automatic statewide recount, as KYW-TV's Alicia Roberts tells us. This is the seventh time in Pennsylvania history a recount has been ordered, but it has never changed the result of an election. It will cost taxpayers $1 million when it was all said and done. We're expecting to get those results on June 8th. Only about 900 votes separate TV doctor Mehmet Oz and hedge fund CEO David McCormick. The winner takes on Dem. Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman in November. British health officials have confirmed seven more cases of monkeypox in England, bringing the UK total to 78. More than 200 confirmed cases have now been recorded in at least 20 countries outside its usual range of Africa. On Wall Street, the Dow's gained more than 400 points in early trading. This is CBS News. Find your next great hire with Indeed. Their hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in the same place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. (laughs) Well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. CBS presents Veteran Spotlight. Sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Former Army officer David Robardo founded Volunteers for Ukraine, a grassroots org that helps connect American vets interested in fighting overseas. I've always had a desire to help people. This is something I think is commonly felt throughout all of the veterans here in America and worldwide. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proudly serving the armed forces, the DOD, veterans, and their families for over 80 years. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Morning, everybody. A mixture of sun and clouds during the day today. Breezy, a nice day. 67 shoreline, 72 degrees inland. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a chance for a shower late. Not as cool. Overnight low, 62. Tomorrow, Friday, mostly cloudy. Chance for showers or a thunderstorm by evening. It'll be breezy and muggier tomorrow. 73 shoreline, 78 degrees inland. Saturday, mostly cloudy with scattered showers. Not a washout, but there will be showers around from time to time. 74 shoreline, 76 degrees inland. And then Sunday, a mixture of sun and clouds. Warm, less humid. High, 70 shoreline 83 degrees inland and then monday memorial day partly to mostly sunny high 79 shoreline 85 degrees inland in the early warning forecast center at channel 3 i'm meteorologist scott haney wishing you all a great safe and healthy thursday 63 in norwich 60 in new london good morning i'm marty hausberger here we are again those are the first words governor ned lamont spoke during a news conference yesterday addressing the deadly school massacre in texas lamont pointed out that the 10-year anniversary of the sandy hook shootings is coming up saying they are eerie similarities between what happened in Newtown and what happened Tuesday. The governor called mass shootings uniquely American, adding that while he loves his country, quote, this should not be our curse. Senator Chris Murphy says he spent yesterday talking to senators from both parties on addressing gun violence. Murphy says he refuses to accept the status quo and will not accept that the Senate will do nothing after uh, Tuesday's slaughter in Texas, Murphy says he's sober-minded on chances of getting 60 votes in the Senate on gun control, but says yesterday progress was made. He's hopeful that in the coming days a group of Democrats and Republicans in the Senate will be talking about how they can reach common ground. Governor Dan McKee wants immediate action to ban assault weapons in Rhode Island in the aftermath of Tuesday's shooting there at the Texas Elementary School. McKee wants the General Assembly to pass what he describes as common sense gun safety bills. The governor says, quote, it's time. A killingly man is charged with first degree assault in connection with an incident where a man was found dead in his condo. State police were sent to the Whetstone Mills condos on Tuesday night to look for a man who had not returned home and was known to be at the complex. The man was found dead inside the unit of Alexander Neidhart IV, who was arrested at the scene, ordered held on $500,000 bond. The investigation is continuing and more charges are possible. Partly sunny, breezy today, 70 inland, 64 at the coast. We're at 63 in Norwich at 10.06. Next news at 11, I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Marty Hausberger with the good news of the day. <laughs> It's no good news. It's crickets. Crickets? Crickets. There's no good news. No good news. News in its essence is bad. Well, how about if somebody knocked on your uh, news door and said, uh, What's up, Doc? I would kick them out. You would kick them out? Yes. Poor bugs. Everybody's kicking them out everywhere. So... It's the weekend coming up. Yeah, holiday weekend. Going to have the usual hot dogs, hamburgers, and hamburgers and hot dogs and stuff like that. I really don't know what I'm doing. It's sad to say, but yeah, I'm sure I'll have some kind not of sure. grilling out at some point. Yeah, we'll just... Long weekend. What are you doing? Just about the same what yacht you're club? doing. Yeah, I, we'll probably go to the yacht club a little bit. And uh, you've been there. I know. Yeah. Love that place. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Very nice. And you're welcome to uh, visit it again. All right. And bring your golf clubs and... Uh, we'll have that promised round of golf and then head to the yacht club. Yeah. 
You can be with the top divot player in the country. <laughs> Planners ruined more golf courses with his play. <laughs> golf clothes, closures everywhere because of his divots. I told you I had a caddy once, and he just ran into the woods. He just ran away. Looking for your ball? Or yeah, many times, away, and then he just, away. the poor guy was exhausted. <laughs> God, what a tip I had to leave him. Oof. I know oh. if I ever went back to that golf course, he would just hide under a cart. I'm not taking you, man. No siree. Uh. Well, let's see. We've got a lot of things to talk about today. I've got a lovely guest at um, 1105. Yeah, like who? Lise Wheel is her name. Lise? Lise Wheel. Wheel. One of the nation's most prominent trial lawyers, highly regarded commentator, regular commentator with mm -hmm. CNN and many other networks, mm -hmm. NPR. Mm -hmm. She was with Fox News for 15 years. She has written 19 books. Wow. She's going to tell us about someone who was uh, filling in Russia for, for uh, 10 year, 20 years. Doing what in Russia? Filling in uh, information about us. He was a spy for 20 years. Mm. He was a CIA agent and uh, an FBI guy in America. And he was feeding information to Russia for 20 years. He was a double agent? He was uh, a bad, bad guy. His name was Robert Hansen. And he's still in jail right now. But it's an amazing story how he got mm. away with it for 20 years. Mm. They would have secret places where he could pick up the money that Russia was giving him for information. Oh, I'm sure. In this yeah. I mean, what a story. You'd think. That'd be intriguing. This is a Bond movie. James Bond. It sounds just like it. Just a James Bond movie. And she interviewed so many people. It's a remarkable book. Mm. I think you would love right. that book as well. Yeah. And we'll talk with Lise Wheel. Probably seen her. She's been on TV a, a whole bunch of times. And her dad was an FBI agent. Oh, okay. So she knows. That alone would be an interesting interview because yeah. I'll ask her, what was it like growing up with somebody that was constantly investigating your schoolwork? <laughs> making sure you were... <laughs> I wonder if they talked about anything growing up with an FBI agent. Probably not. Sir, we have a busy, interesting day today. If I don't speak with you, enjoy with your Same family. Same to you, Stu. Kids going to be around? Well, uh, one of them. One of them. Be, yes. Okay. Amanda will be around. Amanda. Cam's staying in New York. I Cam's think. in New York. Uh, and uh, my he's got friends coming granddaughter down. still has not a steady boyfriend, so. Oh, we need to maybe get I think it really, is time. it really is time. really is time. He's maybe done, they, too. He's got nothing. Nothing, nothing. She's got nothing. He's, he's tried a little nothing. online dating. That hasn't worked out all that great. He's had a couple yeah. of dates. And no, like, you don't want to do that. They were like, yeah. all right. No, no, no. Not online dating. They no. weren't anything great. I think this is the perfect time. All right. Let's do it. She uh, was a second-rate teacher now in Holyoke. Second-rate? That's no, not very nice. No, second grade. Oh, great. <laughs> like, that's and, your granddaughter, uh, Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get her going. When you talk to Cam over the weekend and he wishes you a good time, just say, hmm. You're going to have a good time with Elise. Elise. Well, not that good a time. You know, hey. Well, no. It's my granddaughter. He's a gentleman. He won't. He's a gentleman. That's right. Have a gentlemanly time. Yes. All right. I think it's time for this. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. 
Now, here's Stu Breyer. Welcome to the program, WICH, on a beautiful weather day, huh? High 70 degrees. 889-5252 is our number. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning to you, Mr. Stu. Hello, Larry. What's up, buddy? Boy, the idiot really went out yesterday to be the idiot of all idiots. They got a cop that, that uh, shot this, this guy, took him, took him out, um, or he probably would have killed a lot more than 19 uh, our kids. He had to, did you see his hat where the two bullets went through his hat? Just I missed know his he brain? was very lucky to be alive. Yeah. The bullet went yeah, through his so hat. So lucky to be alive. So, so instead of uh, the day after the shooting, instead of coming out and saying thank you to the police officer for a fine job, he goes on TV with an executive order slamming the police. Okay? George Floyd this. George Floyd that. That was no so more dis- choke holes. No more of this. I got to tell you. All he did yesterday was slam the cops. When I saw that, I was just sickened, totally did he sickened. To do that? Did he have to do that one day after what happened. He couldn't wait until next week to do that, or maybe next month to do that. By the way, do you know his executive order is only good for for the FBI? Yes. For federal, mm-hmm. he has no authority over the state police or local police. So you know what he can do with that executive order, right? That he read out loud yesterday. Huh? Yeah, I know what he can do. That terrible time. Talk about the worst timing imaginable. To be talking about that, police every day risking their lives, as they did guy, in Texas. This guy is the idiot of idiots. Could not say that. Couldn't, couldn't apologize for what he said about the border patrol agents uh, for whipping, whipping. Um, that was another racist thing. Yesterday, he has the nerve to bring George Floyd's daughter in there and sit her in the uh, in the chair that he was sitting in to sign the executive order. Of course, Reverend uh, Al Sharpton, who can't stand white people, the most racist guy in this country, uh, was there also. And to make a, make a scene like this on TV, when, when we have uh, uh, 21 people dead the day before in a shooting and a cop put his life on a line to stop it, this, uh, this well, is, well, hold this on. Let's pathetic. be fair. Let's I'm be fair. You, I, I, I can't think of any words well, for get him yourself, to, descri- to describe get your blood this guy pressure. Uh, Joe I mean, Biden will be going to Texas to visit the people. He will be going there. In his, not going his, there uh, to say thank you to the police. I doubt that. But huh? Anyway, I'm I'm as disgusted as you were, and I was, that was one of the first things I was going to bring up today. So yeah. Slam the police all the time for every, everything, mm-hmm. everything that they do. They're the ones that go running into the bullets all the time and go running into the firing line when other people are running from the bullets, okay? People have no idea what cops do for a living. I think they're in la-la land, some of them sometimes. Uh, you know you know what these cops are going to have to live for with the rest of their life after seeing what they saw, those 19 children? Mm. Those children were so messed up from uh, those bullets that yeah, they had yeah. to do DNA Mm-hmm. To, to find out who they were, to tell them that this was your child. Well, they're all going to have post-traumatic stress, that's for sure. Yeah. Just one other so, thing I want to add, and I want to get you too uh, bonkers, but um, former President Barack Obama was talking about the anniversary of George Floyd. That's what he was talking about yesterday, after yeah, those yeah, they, 19 they people were, were killed. Two, two years. Um, this is what's going on. Two, two days from our president and our past president, George Floyd this and George Floyd that. That's all you heard all day yesterday after what, what just went on down there when all we should have talked about was those 19 children, mm-hmm. those two teachers and their families and what they're going through. Now we so, know why the country's and, divided, don't we? Huh? I said, we I know. Feel, I really feel bad for the people that voted for that idiot. I really well, do. 
I don't think they could ever have uh, imagined it would be like this, really. Yeah, I did. Anyway, um, they voted. A lot of people don't even vote. So, listen, i got to run, but I'll talk to you later, okay? Thank you, Stu. Thank you. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. I was uh, disappointed with Joe Corton yesterday. He says that the Biden administration is not responsible for any of our problems. He, he wouldn't say the president was responsible for anything. Well, I, we would have been shocked if he did because they never do. Well, I've always voted for him. But I'm not going to vote for him now. After that's, I couldn't get through. I wanted to talk to him, but you, you had a great show. Was, you had a lot of people on. You did good, but I, I couldn't get through. And another thing, I wonder if the president's going to go to the border while he's down in Texas. Yeah, don't bet on it, my friend. <laughs> You enjoy a long weekend. Talk about bad timing, though. I, I mean, I was so, when I heard him talking about, you know, we got to make some changes with the police. Couldn't he have waited at least a week or two? Come on. He, they can't, you can't put him on front of the camera. They, they can't control him. Well, they knew he Never was going to say, say that. They knew he was going to say that. All right, you have a wonderful day. Have a nice long weekend. Thank you. Stay safe. Hi, welcome to the program. Good Hi, morning. Sue. Hi there. You know, my brother Jeff, who passed away about, what, six months ago or so? Yes, I remember. Was a Hartford police officer, and he was retired. And all the years he worked there, he never talked about his work to us. Never. Really? Never. So, uh. Probably stories you he didn't want you to know. He didn't. Maybe not. He never mm-hmm. talked about his work, and and uh, he. I'm telling you, when I hear these policemen, all they do is complain and slam the the people. It makes me wonder. Really makes me wonder. Well, I think this it's, country is so divided. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's pathetic. Well, look but, what it's done because they have uh, criticized the police so much as um, politicians and the media that they don't want to work anymore. They don't well, want to work. Well, I don't blame them then, but all I can tell you is my my personal experience, my brother never talked about his work to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and everybody got along. So that's a tough job. I mean, I've known it, it, many policemen. It was policemen, a tough job. Very policemen through my life, and they were so dedicated, and it was amazing. And he was, he was. Mm-hmm. So, but I have to give him credit because he never brought his work home. Well, I know he you had a terrific the brother. Family with it. I know from what you've told me about him, he seemed like a terrific guy. He was. He was a terrific guy, and he, and and he told me to keep listening to your show. Oh, really? Yes, he oh, did. He was a really terrific guy. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He lived up in Maine, was it? Uh, yes. They mm-hmm. retired there to Maine. Yeah. And he came down to uh, say goodbye to me. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a wonderful guy, that's all I can say. Well, it's nice that you were blessed with such a wonderful brother. Yes, it was. All right. Okay, thank still. you, dear. 
unbelievable stuff that's going on. Um, I don't know. This is the program where you don't have to agree with me, but it's very frustrating. Very, uh, so I've got a really interesting guest coming in. Uh, her name is Lise Wheel. You may have seen her on television numerous times. She's a delightful lady, very bright, who wrote 19 books. <laughs> Can you imagine? I started about 19 books, but I want to tell you about uh, this very interesting email that was sent to me that I think you'll uh, find amazing. But first, I have to pick my eyeglasses off the floor. Yes, I dropped my glasses. And I left my heart in San Francisco and my glasses on the floor. So don't go away. I'll be right back. Zippity doo da, zippity a. My oh my, what a wonderful day. There. How was that? You got a little vocal stuff while I was uh, running around the floor getting my glasses. So here it is. This is interesting statistics that uh, your uh, eyebrows will pop up when you hear them. But we're not too surprised. Let's talk about the uh, monster that killed all those people. His name was Salvador Ramos. The elementary school shooter was fatherless. Of course, none of this makes an excuse, of course, but I'm just giving you a, a background. His mom was a drug addict. He recently moved in with his grandparents. Here's some statistics. 85% of youths in prisons grew up in a fatherless home. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes, nine times the average. 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions have no dad. Fatherless boys and girls are twice as likely to drop out of high school, twice as likely to end up in jail, four times more likely to need help for emotional or behavioral problems. 85% of children who exhibit behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. 90% of adolescent repeat arsonists live with only their mom. 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes, five times the average. 75% of adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes, ten times the average. 70% of youths in state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes, nine times the average. I guess you kind of get the uh, idea that it's good to have a dad around. A nice dad, of course. I would wish our president would talk about that a little more, huh? If you ever get a chance to see Candace Owens on any television show, she is the smartest and the bravest to speak up on what really are some of the problems that we have to deal with that are being neglected. And one of them, with these gangs, many of them grow up without a dad. So you know how important it is to have both parents in the home. I don't think that's uh, how it used to be. I think mostly it was a mom and dad, but now there are so many fatherless kids. We'll be right back. WICH AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. 
Fox News commentary. Jim Crow 2.0 is a dud in the great state of Georgia. I'm Joe Concha. More next. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Rising home values mean that you could have more home equity than you might imagine. And if you're considering a refi, an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot could save you thousands. Ask about their smart term loans, cash out, and over 300 loan options to find just the right mortgage loan for you. Call now, 866-888-LOAN or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. Jim Crow 2.0 is about two insidious things, voter suppression and election subversion. That was President Biden during a speech in Georgia pushing the Democrats' quest to federalize voting rights back in January. Jim Crow 2.0, that's scary stuff. But a funny thing happened in Georgia this week as it pertains to early voting. Records were set. More than 850,000 people have voted early. That's a 168% increase from early voting in the 2018 primary. Jim Crow, what malarkey. Democrats, again, have overplayed their hand by evoking racism, alleging suppression, and again saying democracy is in peril if XYZ doesn't go their way. And know this, voting rights will no longer be an important issue come the November midterms to voters, because as Georgia shows all of us, it's not an issue at all. I'm Joe Concha. And, of course, Major League Baseball, the people that were running things are brainless. They took the All-Star game away from Georgia. They didn't even read the bill. I'm going to get myself worked up. Hi, welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. Good morning. I was going to listen to your guest yesterday morning, and I said no, and then I did. The few minutes that I listened to him, I heard him telling all kinds of different stories that were not true, so I hung up on him. Uh, you had people calling up about the red flag law. Oh, yes, the red flag. That You know, that's the red flag when you see... And suspect something, you got to do something. Do you know what it's all about? Well, if there's more to it, let me know. Say you or I and had a neighbor, and we thought they were abusing. We don't have to have proof. Mm-hmm. We just thought they were abusing their children. You call the police. The police come, and they take the guy away right away. They don't. It's, you've lost due process of law when they have that. That's why it's... And these three idiots that we have in Congress want to go for it. It's just, it's ridiculous to try and, uh, you can't even see, you'll see a lawyer, or no lawyers, no nothing. You don't, I mean, they could throw you right in jail for it. Well, don't they have to have some kind of evidence um, before they take somebody away on that? Nope. I mean, it could be a, a mistake. Somebody could have slapped their kid in the rear in the, in the garden or something, you know, so... Uh, I don't and understand they that can, one. If you call them on that, they'll come and take the guy away or the woman or whatever. They'll take them away right away. Well, they certainly should be questioned if somebody calls in, but... Uh, nope. Okay. They, they don't. That's, uh, that's one of the things that I learned about that law. There's a lady on the radio station, uh, 94.9, and if you want to listen to her, she's on from 12 to 3 o'clock every day. I know you can't get her except on Friday. But uh, she's very good at that. She knows the guns. She knows this and that. And she's, she's an excellent when it comes to guns and laws and things. She reads all of this stuff. She really goes through it. That's where I got that from. Also, say you have a gun. And, uh, well, let me see. Where did my brain go? Oh, yeah, it's an inanimate object. And it kills somebody. 
Why do they go after the gun instead of the person? Well, they don't talk as much about the person as they should, that's for sure. That's the rhetoric. However, I want to ask you this, and I'm really um, on the fence about this. Why do we need the... uh, the, the um, almost machine guns out there. I, I don't understand that. That's because the people don't know the difference between a assault rifle and weapon or something else. All those uh, AR-15s are not assault weapons. Some they of them are. are. That's the problem. That's another thing that this this lady on that show, she knows guns inside and out. Yeah, but I some of them are. I remember ass- she said she worked for... Hold, hold on. Some of them are assault weapons. What's that? Some of them are assault weapons. They can repeat um, almost like a machine gun. An AR-15, you have to pull the trigger. That's 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 where people get all this stuff. That's I, I've learned so much from listening to her about all the guns. She's got guns around her house, and you know, she she said yesterday they were talking about this kid yesterday having a pistol. He can't have a pistol until he's age twenty-one. Mm-hmm. A, a regular gun, yeah. And then I heard people saying, well, you know, and, and that, that idiot we got there running the country, he he was going on and on about him, and, you know, what we got to do this, he, well, how did he ever get, he was 18 years old, and if somebody falls down and doesn't catch whatever he's done, if he has done something in the past like some other ones, you can't blame the kid for it. But uh, And I had one other little quick thing here, other than the red flag and that. Uh, if somebody runs somebody over and kills them with a car, who do they blame? Well, I know one time they blamed the car and something recently, but oh, I, I, certainly it's the driver most of the time. I hadn't heard that. That's another well, you remember, object. That, do you remember when that uh, monster ran over those people in the parade? They it could kept, have been him. but they kept uh, talking about the car he was driving. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just uh, just trying to put that together with a with a gun to to you know equate the two of them. They're inanimate objects. They can't do anything. If it's sitting there in the street, it's not going to run anybody over. If a gun's just sitting there on a the table, it's not going to kill anybody. All right, my friend. Thanks for your opinion on that. And, and I do have one last thing. You gave me a, a little kind of a nickname forty years ago. You remember what it was? I think it was Can Man. You got it, Stu. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. He's a former neighbor of mine uh, and uh, a friend, and we used to walk around. He would be walking around looking for people who discarded cans on the ground, and he had quite a selection of them, and he'd bring them in. They'd give him some change. You're in the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu the Bowler here. (laughs) Hello there. Hi. You know... You know how I say I fall asleep with the radio on all night, and then I'll hear something? You know, I swore I heard that people weren't... Okay, cops were not... They were afraid to go into the school, or they hesitated, and that the guy was in there from 30 to 60 minutes? Mm, that's You're hearing a lot of baloney, okay? They don't even know exactly the time frame. But, uh, you know, they're starting to go after the cops. People put their life on the line. Well, it does make you wonder, though, because I said, well, why did a uh, Border Patrol person have to put the guy down? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe more will come out. More I don't will come know. Out. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. They're investigating every aspect of the whole 
the whole thing. Uh, you know, he, I don't know, locked the door and went into a classroom and... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. None of, a lot of it doesn't make any sense. And then, like, somebody's saying AR-15s cost... If you got a real one, like you're talking about, military are great, they cost, like, 2000 each. And how he could afford that? Well, he must have obviously didn't spend two thousand on it. I yeah, I probably maybe, didn't have five well, bucks. Yeah, on I don't know. But uh, okay, here's something else I heard. You know, they're meeting the big wigs uh, who think they run the world. You know, the global uh, elite, right? They're meeting in Davos, Switzerland, right now. Do you know the head of Pfizer's there? Um, Bill Gates is going to talk there today. George Soros was there. Boy, I heard that pathetic, pathetic human talking. He sounds like he's got, you know, as my mother would say, one foot in the grave, one on a banana peel. I'll tell you right now, when I hear the name George Soros, it makes me sick to my stomach. Well, it's like, well, what's he got to do with all this? And then you know that um, the Ukrainian guy, Zelensky, which I have no... He's like a neutral zone to me. I have I no we, feelings for that person. We understand that. Okay? Because mm-hmm. he should not be telling his people to fight to the death when they could have went to the table and made a deal. Because I think that's what, what Henry Kissinger wants. What kind of a deal do you think he could have made with Putin besides giving up the country? Hmm? But they're, they're cutting the country in half anyway, because what I'm hearing from um, my lawyer buddy on the radio, uh, well, not on the radio, but on the Internet... Um, the, it, Poland's going to take over the western half. Like, he's going to give in anyway. Poland's going to take back their old territory. I think that's funny. Yeah, well, I but, don't think that's true, but go ahead. Well, we will okay, see. Give me one more I point. Think, uh, Barnes is in the know because he's got people overseas that he talks to. One more point, but okay. All of those ones, like Bill Gates is there. Now, he's not a doctor. He's got a lot of money, but all these people are the ones that are deciding what's going to happen, and I really don't like the idea that, you know, they've got their thumb on our country, okay, because, you know, and, and the stuff that I'm hearing isn't good, and I'm going to tell you, this, okay, I got a conspiracy theory. No, you're oh, kidding yeah. me. Yeah, big one. Stop it. What? The $40 billion went to join the elite club of Davos, I bet you. You know why? you got to go to Switzerland to open a private bank account. Everybody and their brother are over there right now. Um, okay, I'm going to have to hang up and ponder well, that, okay? I just, what I heard is that they're giving... Toad howitzers. America is giving toad howitzers, which were used in 1990 on Fort when My husband was there. Money weapons. They're they giving can... them all weapons. Where's the real money going? Okay, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. All right. The only thing I have to say to that is. <laughs> okay, that's my frogs. I have frogs here. Welcome to the program. Hey, Stu. How you doing today? All right, sir, trying to figure it all out. I got it all figured out for you, buddy. Oh, thank God someone does. Hey, hey see what you think of this. We, uh, on the applications to, to uh, possess a weapon, a rifle or a pistol, 
one of the questionnaires on it should be, are you sane or insane? Now, if we only give the guns to the people who are insane, we know the bad people have got them. Now, that ain't a good answer either, is it? Mm, no. Okay, now, <laughs> an, an alternative to deter this thing, maybe we uh, reinvent the electric chair. An eye for an eye. Well, seems like these people that do this, they take themselves out. Yeah, they somebody don't, else does. They don't even think about it. When they're that depraved, I don't think they even stop and no. think, gee, I might okay, get killed. Okay, now we're going to plan three. Plan three. Plan three is, it seems like everybody doing this is a young male, black and white. That is correct. That mm -hmm. is correct. Now, we're on to <clears throat> something here, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Are they immature? Are they too young? Uh, maybe just give pistol permits to women and not men. <laughs> well, I think we'd be all safer. I know that. Yes, uh, but we're narrowing it down to a segment of people that are young men of all color. Mm -hmm. Now, are they immature? Are they all insane? Should we take the guns away from the good people who, who won't do these things? We got to figure this one out, buddy. Well, naturally, we want to don't want to take them away from the good people, but sometimes when people buy a gun, they're not really sure if they're good or not. Well, you say we don't want to take them away from the good people, but all the politicians seem to say they'd like to get all our guns so we couldn't overthrow the government. That's the bottom line with guns and, and politicians. They're afraid of guns, and they don't want us to have them. When they start spewing all of that about guns, they never stop and say there are certain guns that we should not have available to folks. But when they say it, they, and act, they act like they're taking away all guns. They know that's never going to happen. What's the difference if it's a twenty-two or a machine gun? If it, if it rapidly shoots or shoots once, it only takes one to take you out. Uh, yeah, but a machine you're punishing gun. one settle, segment of weaponry. An automatic, because it does massive damage. But one bullet will do as much damage. Sure, so but you'd have a better... So these politicians, you're just buying time. If it was one bullet, you'd have a better chance to get away or somebody to get there. But when you have the rapid fire guns, you know they could take out 30 people very quickly. Oh, you could probably kill somebody with a slingshot if you wanted to. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't see any slingshots around anymore, but nobody cares. But well, a bow and arrow, or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Well, we got to narrow it down to certain things. Well, young, it, you're definitely, young males. You're definitely right problem. about the males. You're definitely right about that. So we got to eliminate them. And people who are caught with illegal guns should get a stiff sentence. That's one thing. We should yeah, not let dangerous yeah. people out of jail. That's another thing. We could cut it down significantly. Obviously, they're are red flags when somebody is mentally... They put this on, on the line that they're going to do these things. You've got to jump on those things when you see them. Well, you know, sometimes the easiest answer is right there in front of us. Uh, I'm, I'm applying for a gun and I'm filling out my name, address, Social Security. Are you mentally disturbed? <laughs> yes. I guess that would stop me from getting the gun. Right. Well, you, they certainly... We, we never would think they would lie. So, all right. Thank you, sir. We got to come up with something, buddy. All right. At least you're working on it. Do. Thank you. Okay. Have a good day. You too.
Mix of sun and clouds today, high about 70. Friday, mostly cloudy, chance of showers and thunderstorm by evening. Breezy and muggy are 78. Saturday, cloudy, scattered showers and 76. Right now it is 66 on Route 66. Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Hello, this is Charlie from ACDC Industrial Electric. We are looking to hire a diesel engine tech or an industrial diesel engine tech to join our team. This person should have knowledge of all major brands of diesel engines, such as Detroit, 2 and 4 Stroke, Cummins, Caterpillar, John Deere, and Isuzu, to name a few. Some knowledge of generator operation as well is a plus. Also, a CDL license is a plus, but not required. Typical work week is 40 hours plus with overtime. We offer a full benefits package, including health, eye, dental, disability, and 401. The position comes with a company service truck. If interested, please call or text me, Charlie, at 860-287-6981. Pay will be based on experience. ACDC Industrial Electric is the region's leading Generac residential, commercial, industrial power generation dealer. Summer and Dairy Queen are the perfect fit. Nothing makes kids and adults smile ear-to-ear like a treat from Dairy Queen in Taftville. A DQ Sunday peanut buster parfait, banana split, the incomparable blizzard, and the DQ cake are just a few of the soft-serve treats that has made Dairy Queen in Taftville a mainstay destination for almost 50 years. DQ also grills up some great burgers, chicken, and hot dogs. This summer, make DQ a must-stop. Dairy Queen, fan food, not fast food. Norwich Avenue in Taftville. Get those uh, flags out for Memorial Day weekend. You're on the air. Welcome. Yes, hi. Hi. The, the reason for all our craziness is they took God out of school, and they don't discipline their children no more. If good behavior and bad behavior gets the same result, it's much easier to be bad. And well, can't discipline your kids, can't do nothing. The criminals are being glorified as the cops are being humiliated. That's true. We're twisted. Yeah, it's twisted. Well, things things are crazy. When a kid got in trouble in school, your parents did not believe you. They believed the, ch- the teacher. That's true. Today we believe all our young people, and oh my goodness, they're all innocent. And who has to strive for anything? Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody's the same. Nobody tries for anything. We got a bunch of entitled brats that don't know nothing. Well, have we, no respect for nothing. If they're entitled, no. we made them that way. People made them because my grandchildren don't act like that. Yeah. Well, then people obviously. don't treat their kids like they should anymore. They're mm-hmm. kids. They're not equal. They're not at your level. They're kids. They're to be disciplined and guided. Nobody's guiding these kids and look at them. They're a bunch of heathens running amok, and people are getting shot. Back in the 50s, everybody went to school with a gun in their pickup truck. Did they not? I I don't know. (laughs) And nobody got shot. 
Oh, I mean, it was unheard of in those days, of course. Of course, because people respected guns, respected authorities, respected their parents, and respected God. It's not taught no more. And the girls, they're they're, crazy. People are crazy. Well, I understand why you're frustrated, as a lot of people are, and I thank you for your call. Yep, you too. Stuart Bryan with your WICH. Let's take this call. Welcome, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Miss M. Uh, how are you? We're doing pretty good. We're all kind of sad about what happened in uh, Texas, but uh, we're... Yes, we're... I'm going I'm to do a commentary right now. All right, here's a commentary from Miss M from Massachusetts. Okay. First, before you say the commentary... I want to get. I want everybody to say some prayers for my sister. Your sister? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going in for surgery. They found a blood clot in between her pancreas and her liver. Oh dear! Oh dear! Well, and they're going to put a probe in to drain it. Okay. Well. So it's serious surgery. Mm-hmm. So she's having it this afternoon and say some prayers that she makes it because. The doctor said it's risky, and there's a chance she may make it. There's a chance she may not. Well, so we're certainly rooting for her. that she does come out of it and that she gets better. Okay. We're rooting for you, sister. Okay, thank you. And my commentary, I was going to do a commentary on a TV show I watched on cable, but this is going to be a different kind of commentary. What is that? Okay, last night I was watching Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. And he was crying. He was talking about the, the, the terrible incident in Texas. Right. And I feel that the Sandy Hook incident was one too many. We should have stopped the gun violence back then. I was shocked to hear Jimmy Kimmel say that we had in our country this year 27 gun violent wars That's in correct. our country. That's correct. In I our believe country that's alone. Mm-hmm. And that the media isn't discussing many of them. Well, I don't know about that, but... Uh... Well... This is the way I see this. We lost our Norman Rockwell way of life. Oh, there's an interesting expression. Yeah. Right, that was pretty simplistic, Norman Rockwell. That's a that's makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. It is. It does. We lost that. We lost. You know, you think about this. I mean, we people are now going on computers. And why are they going on computers? Yes, it's convenient. But nobody ever asked anybody this. Is it because of fear that you cannot get in your cars and go in the stores? No, I think there's an addiction to the computers, and I think it's not good for folks. And they're on there way too much. And there are a lot of influential things on there. Of course, if you're a decent human being, you're not going to be sucked into that kind of evil. But some people are on the fence, and I can go on about that. 
Well, the thing is that you have people in this day and age that go on the computer and they feel, oh, I'm going to order my groceries or I'm going to order things from Amazon or I'm going to order delivery from from the restaurant. Well, they do that more now because of COVID. Mm -hmm. They are afraid some of the time to feel that will it be me who will be lying on the floor of that business and this is a scary thing to think about we've got to live our life we don't want to be in a shell you know the rest of our lives we've got to do that and certainly uh everybody needs to be kind to each other i'm going to have to run miss m but i i I, you know uh, god bless your sister and i hope she gets better Yes, and I pray that everybody still keeps God at our shoulders and in our hearts and write to Congress and tell them we don't need weapons. We need the people to just bring the institutions back to our country to make our country go back to the way it was, All right, the my Norman friend. Rockwell way of life. All right, thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Herman Rockwell, what a painter he was. What an artist he was, huh? If you got some of the old uh, Post magazines. WICH with Stu, it's already 67 degrees, and uh, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Okay. So, um, a lot of the politicians are talking about gun control. Um, and, you know, the the thing is, is they should be talking about the mental health of a lot of people. Um, we can talk about it, but what do we do gun, about it? Mm-hmm. Even Hunter Biden lied on his application. They asked if he, you know, was having addiction to drugs or alcohol, and he said no. You know, you know, somebody can. Do you have a mental? You know, have you been diagnosed with a mental illness? You just say no. Of course. And with people HIPAA, will say they no. can't go back and get your records. Mm-hmm. They're closed. So HIPAA is a lot of the problem. You know, if they'd had HIPAA, Hunter wouldn't have gotten that that gun that he, that his, I don't know whether it was his girlfriend or whatever at the time, the the widow of his brother threw in the garbage can next to a, next to a grocery store. He wouldn't have had it because they, they would have known because he'd been in treatment, they would have found that out. You know, so like, let's say I, you know, I I had psychiatric treatment. I go to fill out a thing. They can't check on whether I've seen whether I've been committed. No, I understand it. I understand what you're saying, and it's it's a very difficult situation. I get it. I get it because people go you know, to psychiatrists. It's supposed to be between you and them, and that's the end of that. You go to confession. Right. That's supposed so, to be between so you and a priest. They're talking about all of these different different things, and 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 besides, the same day of that horrific incident and you know murder in Texas, somebody was stabbed at Hartford Public. You're going to take away the knives now, so nobody can have a knife. But don't you agree there are some guns that I don't know why people would want unless they wanted to do some really bad things with them? No? Not really. And the AR is not automatic rifle. It's the name of the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. A R stands for it's armor something. I don't remember what it was, but but it's not an automatic rifle. It's that's not what it stands for. It's it's armor something armor. Tank, I don't know. What I was told, and I forgot. I'm I'm a senior. I have senior senior memory, okay. but um, yeah. Right. Well, and listen. some of our some of our representatives really don't think things so. out. There's somebody running for office in California. Her brilliant idea, she's got a brilliant idea about solving the homeless problem, is that they should go live in abandoned houses. They already do. <laughs> That's what causes uh, fires I, in some I, of these places. I think places. they invented stupidity in the, the people who are in the government in California. So i got to run. It's getting tight here. I'll talk to you later, okay? Yeah, bye. Thank you. Got to take a break. We have a a very interesting guest, believe me, after 11 o'clock on spying. Hello, I'm Sandra Grillo, one of the pharmacists at Utley & Jones Pharmacy. At Utley & Jones Pharmacy, we take pride in maintaining personal relationships with our patients, and we've been at it for nearly 150 years. You've always known that we fill prescriptions, but did you know that we also offer vaccines, medication therapy management, and medication synchronization? Did you know that we are one of the few local pharmacies that still compound special medications for adults, children, and pets? Our convenient location next to the Bacchus Hospital makes it easy for you to pick up your medications, but should you have trouble getting out, call ahead for prompt delivery of your prescriptions, vitamins, first aid supplies, and home health care needs to your home or workplace. You can also check out our services online at www.utleyandjones.com. We look forward to serving you soon. Utley and Jones Pharmacy, 112 Lafayette Street, Norwich. WICH reminds you that it's time to start voting in the Day.com Reader's Choice Awards. And when you do, don't forget to vote for WICH's Stu Breyer for Best Radio Personality. For over 52 years, Stu has ruled the airwaves on WICH, and now it's your chance to honor him. Don't forget to vote once a day. You can find the link at WICH.com with 94.5 FM and 1310 AM. WICH. The 13th annual Gift of Mobility is going on now. Over the past 13 years, Phil Pavone, owner of AZ Pond, has been collecting unwanted motorized wheelchairs and scooters, refurbishing them, and giving them away at no cost to people who can't afford them and who would not be able to get around without one. This year's goal is to give away over 100 motorized scooters to those that are in need. If you have a motorized scooter and would like to donate it, or if you are in need of a scooter, contact Phil at 860-889-889. 4474. To learn more about the gift of mobility, go to YouTube and search AZ Pond Gift of Mobility. Or find them on the web at azpondgiftofmobility.com and see what a great local program Phil and his team of volunteers have put together. If you have a scooter to donate or if you're in need of one, call Phil at AZ Pond, 442 East Main Street in Norwich, 860-889-4474. All communications along with AZ Pond, thank you for your support. Well, we're almost into June, and that means we're close to the big uh, WICH Listener Appreciation Day at Dairy Queen. When I'll be doing my show there, I think it'll be the fourth year we're doing that, and free ice cream for WICH listeners, and 
Folks will be meeting other folks that call in the program, or if you just want to be an observer, get a free ice cream at Dairy Queen, 11 to 1, June 14th. Make a little note. It'll be kind of a fun way to uh, make your day. Hello, welcome, Wonder Man. Oh, hey, Stu. Hey. Hey, I'm going to vote for you for the air personality in the day thing. Well, that would be nice. You can vote yeah. every day if you want. Yeah, you do a great job. You do a well-rounded show, not just intensely on politics alone, which is great. Like Mr. Two-Time said, you're um, our Mr. Rogers. Um, <laughs> well, thank anyway, you. Anyway, I think you Larry, say, about hmm? the stuff about um, these people, the hor- horrific things that are happening, he's absolutely right. They should withhold their name. In fact, I was watching a, a Providence a TV station, and they said they were going to withhold it. But then I guess the other stations got more listeners, so then they let it out. And um, and if if the media, like I mean, mostly the national, if they if it's proven that they got this copycat stuff, and the reason, partially at least, is because of them telling the person's name, they should uh, somehow. Re- I know freedom of the press and all, but if it's causing a problem, they should look into. Um, to uh, withholding that name on, you know, these major things. Well, particularly um, if the perpetrator is still alive, sometimes they they do it because they think they're going to be some kind of a hero, which, of course, is a warped, warped way of thinking about it. So yeah. sometimes people hesitate you know, you to put that you know, name nobody in. Nobody wants to regulate freedom of speech, but if it's leading to something, these copycat things, then it should at least be looked into, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting that's point you're making. All right, thank you. Thanks. We're going to take you to the news now, and then we'll talk with Lise Wheel. I know many of you have probably seen her on television on Fox and CNN and NPR. She's got a book that's fantastic. We'll get into it and spying. Let's take you to the news. This is La Paloma.
Don't forget Jimmy Fowler's talk show at 205, the Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310, 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Steve Kathan. Songs and prayers in Uvalde, Texas, to honor the 19 children and two teachers killed in Tuesday's elementary school massacre. This nine-year-old was not far from the fourth-grade classroom where the gunman opened fire. When I heard the shooting through the door, I, I told my friend to hide under something so they so he won't find us. CBS's Lily Luciano is in Uvalde. Ten-year-old Eli Garcia was the second oldest of five daughters. She was very sweet. Her aunt, Siri Arismendi, said she loved to dance and also play sports. She was very happy and very outgoing. Alexandria Ania Rubio's parents were at school earlier that same day to celebrate her. She was awarded that morning for being a good citizen. Well, CBS's Janet Shamlian on the investigation. There are new questions about the response to this after the timeline indicates that the shooter may have been in that classroom as long as an hour before authorities broke into the room where he had barricaded himself and killed him. Well, British prosecutors say they've just authorized criminal charges against actor Kevin Spacey for alleged sexual assault against three men. President Vladimir Putin tells an economic forum that the West will fail in its attempts to isolate Russia and will face growing economic problems. CBS's MTS Tayab has the latest on the situation in eastern Ukraine. The strikes are now just 50 yards away. With us is Oksana Kozevenko. Is this normal for this area? By any measure, this is not normal, she says. The Russians are giving us a hard time, but we can tell they're getting weaker. After several more strikes, we're given the order to make a run for it. Through fields of wheat, which are now a front line. And back to our vehicles. The government says eight of the ten largest cities in the U.S. lost population in the first year of the pandemic, with only Phoenix and San Antonio gaining residents. Two weeks ago, a frightening situation when pilot Kenneth Allen became incapacitated. A passenger on their small plane with no flying experience took instructions from the tower and landed safely in Palm Beach, Florida. Today, Allen says he's grateful for the man on the ground. For Robert to be working that day, I understand you were not even scheduled to work. Correct. So, and him being the only uh, instructor, flight instructor in the tower or in the center of that or approach that day. Yeah. I mean... That was fake. Checking Wall Street right now. The Dow is up 482 points and the NASDAQ is ahead 250. This is CBS News. It's a day to honor. To remember. To reflect. This Memorial Day, honor our fallen soldiers with TAPS across America. For more information, go to cbs.com slash TAPS. You can't get much for five bucks these days. Unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT. Plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink. All for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Trade pros. Whether you specialize in service or new construction, Ferguson knows firsthand how much work goes into a long day on the job, which is why we're committed to offering the products and solutions to get every job done right. 
With over a thousand locations, an unmatched selection of specialty products, tools, and supplies, our pro pickup and same or next day delivery, you can trust that doing business with Ferguson will be the easiest part of your hard day's work. Visit ferguson.com to find a counter location near you. On the heels of the latest mass shooting, an assessment of the threat from violent extremists. FBI Director Christopher Wray had been scheduled to testify before the U.S. Senate for weeks. He was going to talk about his budget and staffing, but he was asked most prominently about the shooting in Texas and said domestic and homegrown violent extremism is a grave threat. And in fact, it's that threat that we continue to be most concerned about here in the homeland. He says would-be homegrown violent extremists and shooters would target soft targets, including houses of worship, retail locations, and mass public gatherings. Scott McFarland, CBS News, Capitol Hill. The trial of 71-year-old romance novelist Nancy Crampton Brophy, who once wrote an essay called How to Murder Your Husband, is over now in Portland, Oregon. Jurors convicted her of murdering her husband in 2018. Prosecutors say she was motivated by insurance money. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. And 94.5 FM. It's a pleasure to have Lee Squeal on with us. I feel like I've known her. I've seen her so many times on television and heard her on radio. She's a prominent trial lawyer, highly regarded commentator. She is uh, someone who has written 19 books. Good morning, Lise. Good morning. It's great to be with you, Stu, on Potpourri. I love it. Yeah, it's good to hear. Boy, I was just listening to that story about a woman who wrote How to Kill Your Husband and She Killed Him. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking that would be a good story to follow up on, right? Yeah, 19 books. My goodness. Good for you. Yeah, this is actually the this is actually the twentieth. The one was just published. Well, I'm telling you, this book. I want everybody to buy it because it's amazing and things that we, you know, we don't think too much about spies these days. But when you read this book, it must have taken you a long time to interview all these people. Yeah, um, yeah. For the for a spy in plain sight, I interviewed many people over the course of two plus years. I interviewed. Um, you know, Hanson's the spy's uh, best friend, still his best friend in, in the whole world, a guy named Jack Hushauer. I interviewed his brother-in-law who tried to turn him in. I interviewed his psychiatrist. I interviewed all the people that were involved in the in the investigation and the hunt for, you know, what turned out to be Hanson. And uh, it was a fascinating, fascinating journey, it really was, to get into the mind of a spy like this. Robert Hansen uh, was a spy for, like, it's 20 years before he got caught, which is, you know, go, you go into detail in the book. But I want to ask you, first of all, you're the daughter of a dad who was uh, in the FBI. Was he a very quiet man? Did you ever ask him questions about it, or are they allowed to say anything to you? You know, he talked, the one rule in our family was we had to have family dinner every night. And my mom was an English teacher, um, actually came over from Denmark, but got her PhD in English. And so she would be always correcting the grammar. But dad would always be telling stories, you know, about, I thought they were just stories, right, about mm-hmm. catching the bad guys. Oh, okay. But they were, you know, real. Um, so, yeah, he talked a lot about it. Must have been very interesting. Anyway, uh, Mr. Hansen was with uh, the FBI and the CIA, is that correct? The FBI for 20 years. 20 right. years. Exactly. 
And I know you've done a lot of research in this, and I think our audience would find it very interesting, is what motivates somebody to go against their country, hurt their country? And I would say, you know, if you asked me in the Jeopardy, I'd say it was probably because of money, or they wanted to be James Bond, or um, they're delusional. I don't know. All, yeah, all of those things. And you've got to realize this guy, Robert Hansen, was on the outside a devout Catholic, um, Opus Dei even, went to Mass every day, called the Russians godless, you know, and commies and all of that. And he was at the top level of our counter-espionage for Russia. And so this guy approaches the Russians. He does, they, he is, they don't approach him. He approaches them and says, I've got these secrets for you, which he starts to give over. And, you know, money is an obvious motivator. He had a bunch of kids. He was sending them all to private school. He lived in the fanciest suburbs in D.C. and New York when he was stationed there. So he needed money. But you hit it on the head. The nail on the head was you said James Bond, too, because his best friend in the whole wide world said that he always was had this, you know, a, 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 uh, just, you know, a fixation with James Bond and the glamour and the glitz and saving the damsels in distress. There was that. There was also this narcissistic part of him. He thought he was always the smartest guy in the room. I mean, we know people like that in our own lives. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the smartest guy. And he was disgruntled. He didn't feel like the FBI agents around him were as good as he was, as smart as he was, and didn't appreciate him, whereas the Russians appreciated him, you know, uh, embraced him even, were familiar with him. He loved that. He lapped it up. So it wasn't necessarily somebody who hated this country. It's just within his personal uh, situations, uh, he was angry, I, I guess, right? Yeah, you know, you could say he didn't hate his country, and I'm sure, you know, he says that, but hmm. anybody who betrays their country like that, I obviously, mean, he's a traitor. Right, obviously. No mistake about it. And he betrayed his country again and again and again for 20 years. This was not just a one-off. He kept doing it. The uh, Some of the things in your book, I think people would uh, be amazed that being a spy not only hurts your country and puts them in danger, but some of the people, could you elaborate on that a little bit, Lise, who were spying on our side, he blew the cover on them, and that was the end of them. Absolutely. We, we count on our you know Russian assets, people that we've lived in Russia, to give us intel and information. I mean, that's just how the world works, right? And what happened with Hansen is his first missive to the Russians was the identity of one of our top Russian assets, a guy named Polyakov. And he sent that information over to the Russians. They, they grab Polyakov off, up, they execute him in the most horrendous of ways. Mm -hmm. They videotape the execution to deter other would-be spies. And that begins Hansen's spying. And he does this again and again and again until one day we wake up, the FBI kind of wakes up and says, hey, we don't have any Russian assets anymore. Um, they're all dead. <laughs> and so there must be a leak somewhere. And that's what got them started hunting for a mole. How long after he started doing this uh, horrible thing did they, they get a little suspicious that something's not right? You know, there were hints all along. His brother-in-law tried to turn him in. He was also in the FBI, and that didn't go anywhere. He hacked into a colleague's computer, and, you know, they said, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm your, you know, I'm your computer guy, I'm your IT guy, which he was. And he said, I just did that because I wanted to show you 
how frail the system is and how, you know, the, where the weaknesses are, and now I'll go fix them. And they said, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so there were clues along the way, but he got away with it for nearly 20 years before they got onto him. His brother-in-law tried to turn them in, and they didn't believe him? Well, it, it, in my book, um, I outline two versions of what happened. The brother-in-law told me, Mark Locke told me, I tried to turn him in. You know, I knew there was a mole hunt underway. I knew his wife had found, you know, mysterious cash in a sock drawer. And I knew that he was talking about retiring to Poland, which were in the middle of the Cold War. That was very odd. The supervisor that he turned them into says, said to me, well, it didn't really go down that way. You know, he didn't really report in. So in the book, I give you both versions, and I let the reader decide as to what happened. So you would say, Lise, that the brother-in-law definitely knew that he was a spy? I, I, I don't know that he definitely knew he was a spy, but he knew enough to say, I think this guy should be looked at. No, and that's the thing. is, Hansen mm-hmm. was never looked at. He was never polygraphed. There were never security clearances that were updated on him. There were never financial checks done on him. I mean, he just was so under the radar. People didn't like him much. But they thought he was a little creepy, but not scary, you know, not a spy. And so they didn't pay any attention to him. Now, I know his wife uh, had a draw full of cash, so yeah. obviously she she knew that he was doing this type of thing, or did he uh, make it like it wasn't so bad? Well, in the, when she found that cash in the drawer, she confronted him because she thought this was cash for a mistress, right? Because he, you know, he had a reputation of doing that. And he said, oh, no, no. It's not for a mistress. I'm just spying on the for the Russians. <laughs> oh, okay. And, as if that's better, yeah. She felt and better, so I'm said, sure. All right, well, let's go to our priest and find out what to do. So they go to the priest, and the priest says, you know, spying, not a good thing, but I'll absolve you of it if you just give the money that you've made from the Russians over to the church. <laughs> oh. Which Hansen does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Hansen does, and then... And then there's no follow-up. I mean, that's it. And he stops for a little bit, then he starts spying again, and Bonnie is none the wiser. Although, she's always paying for things in cash, you know, groceries and things like that, so you would think that she'd start to wonder after a while, but we don't know for sure that she ever knew after she found that money in the drawer. Mm, I think Bonnie just loved the stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's and rough. was probably afraid of conf- confronting Hanson again. Mm-hmm. So... How did he get, well, I, I read, you know, lots of the book. How did, I, I know he got paid uh, by the Russians and he had to go to certain places to get the dough. Is that how it worked? He he controlled that. They were called drops, you know, and he would tell the Russians, this Russian handler, a guy named Cherkoshin, where he would be making a drop and when. And it was very low tech. I mean, he would copy this top secret stuff off on a Xerox machine outside of his office, stuff it in his briefcase and take off. And then he would write the letter saying to the Russian saying, I'm going to leave it at this park. You know, he would always identify where the park was going to be under this tree. And I'll move a piece of uh, white tape, you know, vertically or horizontally, depending if I've made the drop or not. And then they would come get the information and leave the money in the same place and then just change the vertical to horizontal or horizontal to vertical. So he'd know then that could go get his money. Very, very, very low tech. I've seen a lot of shows about spies, but this is a real deal. This is a real story. Real deal. When he uh, notified the Russians, what were some of the situations that he was spilling the beans on that we were doing here? Well, things like our Russian assets 
And then also things like um, the top nuclear secrets that we had at the time. Because he was so high up in the computer world at the FBI, he was able to get information all across the Bureau, not just in the counter-espionage division. So nuclear secrets, um, uh, uh, identity of where the vice president and president would be at any one point in time, so if they wanted to take them out, you know, the Russians could. I mean, really, you know, heinous and, and um, top-secret information like that. So they would leave him X amount of, you know, thousands of dollars. I, I know in the book yeah. it, he could have probably got a lot more. He was very conservative. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't a very high-priced spy. In fact, the guy that finally um, cracked the case for us was a Russian who gave over a little audio cassette where his his handsome was, you know, he recorded talking to his handler, and that's what kind of broke the case for us. That guy, that Russian, was paid $7 million by us, um, and now is in witness protection here in this country. And that guy got a lot more money than uh, Hanson ever did. Hanson must have been awfully jealous, even though he turned him in. $7 million. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> this is a fascinating yeah. book. I want everybody to read this because it's, uh, I know how much work you put into it and some of the things that I learned by reading this book. Now, do you think the FBI today is um, more protective or this, or could this be going on right now as we speak? Well, the really interesting thing to me is in all my interviews with all of these FBI agents and CIA operatives, I asked them the same question at the end of the interview. I said, could there be another Hanson today? And 100% of them said yes, and then many unprompted by me followed up with, and there probably already is. Now, you think about that in our you know, relationship with Russia right now, vis-a-vis Ukraine, mm-hmm. and the idea that Russia will pay you know, top dollar for intel, that's really frightening that that could, it could be happening right now today. I wonder, since Hanson, if they had... Um more protective securities and uh, better ways of checking on people before they hire somebody than they did before? Well, and not even just in the hiring. I mean, the problem with Hanson is they hired him. Okay, fine. But then they didn't do checkups after they hired him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a federal prosecutor in my fifth year, they did a complete new background check on me. And that was fine. You, know, you sort of sign up for that, right? You sign up for the fact that you can be polygraphed or that they'll do financial checks on you and they're going to be running background always. And that's just kind of what you sign up for when you're in one of those positions where you have top secret information. And they didn't do that with Hanson. They didn't want to police themselves. They didn't want to think that there could be somebody of such betrayal, you know, with, within the Bureau. And that was, that was their fault. And I think they've gotten better at it. But like I said, all of these people said, you know, if the conditions are right, people will do it again. So, Hanson, he was moved around quite a bit, too, wasn't he? Yes. He was in Chicago. He was in D.C. He was in New York. Now, that's common for the Bureau. You know, you move around. My dad did the same thing. You move around a lot. They put you in different, you know, situations, and you move up in the Bureau. And he, you know, he was doing, other than spying for us, was doing a good job, especially with the computers. I mean, he was kind of a computer guy as opposed to, you know, knocking down doors and making arrests. Uh, but he just kind of was under the radar. Nobody paid attention to him. And, you know, that was that was the problem. When 
when after he was arrested, um, there was a big report that was done called the Webster Commission. And it's big and long, but what it basically boils down to is the FBI did not police itself. It didn't want to think that they could have somebody inside of the Bureau committing such atrocities. I want to show that they had vulnerability. Mm. Yes. So um, I'm going to tell people how to get your books in just a minute, but I, I just think it's, um, you know, in these times when we're talking about cyber attacks and things like that, uh, yep. tell us a little bit about that, how we kind of watch that. Well, now, you know, I was saying how low-tech it was during the Hanson era. Now it's so much easier in some ways to spy, right? You don't need to copy stuff off on the Xerox machine. You just put it on a thumb drive, you, you send it out to the cloud, whatever, and you walk out with nothing on you. So in some ways, it's much easier now to spy than it was then. And you're right, cyber hacking, cybersecurity is paramount of importance. I mean, a spy right now could hack into the energy department, right, and take down our whole grid. I mean, things like that that could disrupt our daily life can happen just on the on the computer without, you know, copying one, one document off. And I think also mm-hmm. the Russians, Chinese, and the North Koreans are willing to pay much more money, top, top dollar now, to get that kind of hacking information. Do you think, in your opinion, uh, Lise, and you know a lot about this, that we were we were we're not ahead of the curve on that? We we should have been doing more things earlier about the possibility of these cyber attacks. Yes, I think so. I mean, I think you know, there the FBI and CIA certainly aware of the possibilities, but uh, they need to be as they're looking for cyber, you know, people that are hacking and cyber attacking. They need to also be looking internally because the motivations that I talked about with Hanson, the need for money, the feeling wanting glamour, the feeling underappreciated, the feeling like you're the smartest person in the room, those are not peculiar characteristics just to Hanson. They're human characteristics and could be happening, you know, generating again and again and again, people playing that same handbook. I love the chapter of the mind of a spy, for those who would like yeah. to know how a spy... Uh Many of them think it was uh, very interesting. Narcissism seems to be a pretty big role in it. And then when you look Common at the theme, yes. when you look at the history of Hanson, he was a a rather strange guy. But there were a lot of strange guys that wouldn't spy, uh, spy on their their country. Would you say that we have uh, maybe equal amount of spies in Russia and other places? We, we we have our assets definitely in Russia, North Korea, China. Because of course, we, you know, we get our news and everything from the politicians and and the you know the formal news uh, that we get. But there's all, always kind of an underground going on with the FBI and the CIA, and that's good. We need them to be you know mm-hmm. um, recruiting these assets, but we need to keep them safe when we do. And compromising their identity, of course, you know, that gets them executed. What a what a tough job to take on. I mean, I never saw in any of the yearbooks somebody saying, well, I'd like to be a spy when I'm out of school. <laughs> but you have to keep it quiet after that. So um, i got to ask you this question today. And you know certainly the insides and outsides. Of, but do you think that the FBI is more vulnerable when it comes to um, investigating certain things and not other things for political reasons? 
You know, it's so sad when politics seep into something like the FBI. I mean, most of the line agents, you know, 99.9% of them are out there just doing good work and keeping us safe. You know, like my dad and the people that that I worked with and that he worked with. Um, But, you know, it's those political people that, you know, oftentimes set the agenda. And that is, I think, dangerous in an organization like the FBI, which should be, you know, honestly, Stuart, it should be apolitical. They should be out there just keeping us safe and ferreting out crime and not being political at all. So it's very sad for me when I see politics mm-hmm. seeping into an agency like the FBI. I feel the same way. I always grew up like these these people are the saints. They're looking out for us. And then, right. you know, you hear stories like Hunter Biden that appeared to be covered up, and you wonder how much they did cover up. So I don't think politics... We would like in a perfect world not to get involved with any of these decisions, but you see it as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. Now, this book also has a... I love books that have pictures. <laughs> so you, <laughs> yeah. you can see the people that... Uh, the good guys and the bad guys and uh, all the things about it. So it's really a well-put-together book, and I'm sure Thank it's available you. everywhere. It's called A Spy in Plain Sight. Inside story of the FBI and Robert Hansen, America's most damaging Russian spy. To our knowledge, now he's been a, he was a spy the longest of anyone else before getting caught. Yes, and and yes, he was twenty years. Then after he was caught, um, they took the death penalty off the table because treason is a death penalty, you know, warranted case, and said, "No, we'll take that off the table and uh, just you know give you life with, without the possibility of parole." If you give us all the intel that you've given over the Russians for the for over the years, and we of course don't know what he said because that's top secret, but he is right now in solitary confinement, twenty three hours a day, in a supermax in Colorado, which he shares with uh, the Unabomber, Al Capo, oh. and you know friendly folks like that. And nice neighbors, <laughs> huh? That's yeah, that's exactly. Sure, Memorial Day they'll have a nice barbecue. So they're all those people uh, are all in solitary confinement, right? Yes, 23 hours a day. They're all so they have one hour a day where they're out. They can come around. Well, it's a little too good for him after reading about him. It's I know some very terrible things, and uh, as the other two that that you were to mentioned as well. I guess your book should be around everywhere, or best way to get yep, it. Yep, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, your independent bookstores. Um, absolutely. You can order it. It's available. It's been out for a couple of weeks, and it's uh, doing really well. So I'm very happy about that. Well, it should do very well. I, I've read most of the book, and uh, it's fascinating stuff. And your other 19 books, are they similar, and not to this one, but, you know, about different cases and things like that? Yes. I, I, the last two I did, I did one on the Unabomber, which, you mm-hmm. know, he's also in the, in the Supermax, where Hanson is. I did, the previous one was on Charles Manson, um, The Hunt for Charles Manson, and then I've written a lot of mystery books, too, and thrillers, because, um, you know, I was a federal prosecutor, and then I was also in the news reporting on legal cases for years, so a lot of my plots are from real-life cases that I get to have fun with. So we're going to see you, like, you'll see you in places like CNN and NPR and those places? Absolutely. Absolutely. And usually they call you and they say, can you comment on this or that? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I've enjoyed you for a long time, Lisa, and it's a great to talk to you. And this book is uh, going to be uh, number one, I believe. 
and uh, keep up the wonderful work and seem like thank you. Really... from your lips to God's ears too thank you <laughs> you, oh, you always gave the impression and I know it's true that you are a, are a terrific person and uh, a fair person and I wish you lots of luck thank you Stu thank you and you as well and have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend thanks Lise take care take care Lise Wheel inside story of the FBI and Robert Hansen America's most damaging Russian spy if you want to learn about spying and how he got away with it, some of the things he was responsible, information he gave to Russia. Well, in layman's terms, he was a disgusting person. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer is an offer to buy your car. Enter your vehicle ID info, answer some questions, then get an obligation offer to sell or trade it. For all of the it's, kbb.com it. Summer and Dairy Queen are the perfect fit. Nothing makes kids and adults smile ear-to-ear like a treat from Dairy Queen in Taftville. A DQ Sunday peanut buster parfait, banana split, the incomparable blizzard, and the DQ cake are just a few of the soft-serve treats that has made Dairy Queen in Taftville a mainstay destination for almost 50 years. DQ also grills up some great burgers, chicken, and hot dogs. This summer, make DQ a must-stop. Dairy Queen, fan food, not fast food. Norwich Avenue in Taftville. The wait is finally over. It's voting time in the 2022 Best of the Best Reader's Choice Awards Contest brought to you by The Day. The nominations have been tallied, and the top five nomination getters in each category have advanced to the voting round. Cast your votes daily in each category now through June 5th. The more you vote, the greater the chance your favorites have to win. View full contest details and vote now at theday.com slash bestof. Remember, voting closes June 5th. Well, you may have seen Elise Wheel. She's not with Fox now, although she does do some some things with Fox News. But she was uh, very much on the Bill O'Reilly show. As you know, there was a situation where he was not allegedly not treating women very well. And she always felt that that was the case with her. She was with him on radio, called the Radio Factor. But you probably saw her numerous times on the Bill O'Reilly Show, in case you're saying, where have I heard that name before? Well, that's where you heard it. WICH, welcome. Yes, hello. Hello there. My uh, husband has a crush on her. Oh, really? Then he should buy the book. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to because it sounds really interesting. Oh, no, it's fascinating. I, you know, I, If we had more time with her, I can got into just how they discovered uh, what he was doing and some of the things he got away with and the... The dealings he had with his wife in the church, it's amazing, amazing stuff. Was she a regular on the McLaughlin group, remember that, on uh, PBS? I don't know, to be honest with you. I know I watched the McLaughlin group a little bit, but I don't remember her on it. They had like two people on the left and two on the right. Mm-hmm. They liked the opposing views, and I thought she was on there quite a bit. I always thought she was in the middle, which is great. I love people in the middle, yeah. but... Uh, I know that she had some situations with uh, Bill O'Reilly that um, was not worth yeah. her staying. I know that. Right. She, was her sister married to um, Alan Combs, your friend, remember? Yeah, no. I think that you're thinking of another person uh, who was has done some news work. But I don't think it was Lisa Wheel. I don't think it was Lisa. It was another one. But you're very astute. She, he was married to somebody... Who was in the biz? Sister. Yeah, it was like not the famous one, but someone's sister. Someone's sister, yeah. I don't know how to find out. I try to like look it up or something. Mm. 
but but you're right. There was very very intelligent. Lise Wheel, yeah, just always seemed like a real special person, and you can tell nice people, and she's definitely one of them. She really is. Mm. Yep. So okay. I don't think I hope there's no spies around here, but I think we're cool. You never know. Imagine doing that for a living. Right? Oh, jeez. No, nah, I wouldn't like to be sneaky. And you're doing it for another country while you're in this nah, country? No, no, that's no. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad he's in solitary confinement. I'm too. I'm glad he's, he's lucky that he's, you know, if this was 50 years ago, he would have been standing up and they would have shot him. Yeah, because didn't they have, wasn't there a husband and wife couple? Oh, that, yes, that yes, yes. Chamber? Absolutely. Uh, they accuse them of spying. There are people today that says they it wasn't uh, they really weren't guilty, but that's a story that we heard for many years. And uh, yes, they did uh, give them the gas chamber. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. All right. I'm trying to think of their names, the Rosenbergs or something like that. That's right. It was something like that. Yeah. Somebody would know. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Okay. Tell your husband the book's available everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thank you. Yes, she's adorable too, Lise Wheel. And for those who have a crush on her, there's a big picture of her in the book. Well, it's kind of a little picture, but... So the wife was getting all this cash. She had a drawer full of cash, and uh, I think she had to be a little suspicious. I mean, the brother-in-law was a little suspicious. Mm. The things that go on... It's amazing. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Sue. That was really interesting. You know, you were mentioning people that do that for a living. Mm-hmm. There's a book. I heard about it recently called The Ruse. Uh, I think it's R-U-S-E. A Ruse, yeah. Yep. And that guy was a corporate spy. He would make believe he was working for, um, well, he would get in a company, steal their secrets, and send it out. So he really was a working, living spy. And I don't know how he got away with writing a book, but he did. And I have one more question. Sure. Has anyone heard from Marvin? Marvin, last I heard, was in the hospital a couple of days ago. He went into the Bacchus Hospital. Yeah, I'm wondering if anyone knows, you know, um, hey, we... We'd like to know, you know, how he's doing. And that uh, Judy, Wonder Man's mother, I think her name is Judy. Judy Wonder, yes. You know, I can imagine how bad she feels. She was always doing good things for everybody. And then that happened. I mean, what an insult. You have to really think about how she feels. Like, what did they do to deserve to be treated like that? Nothing. And so it's like, got a really, someone who really cared about everybody and then got booted around like that. Wow, I feel for her. Well, you know, I don't know exactly what transpired with the landlady, but it, it was a shame. They loved where they were. They were comfortable. and uh, But I did hear from her one time, and maybe she'll come to the Dairy Queen. Yeah, it, I, I hope she... You everybody, know, wants oh, you, everybody wants you to come. Me? Nah, I have too many enemies out there. Oh, Susan, come on. No, I do. You don't know the people. You know when I, uh, when that Keith first got on? Yeah. And I called in, and there were people, you know, calling in. He said, I was going to let you have a debate with them. And I said, no, no. They, no, oh, there are hateful people out there, Stu. There are. 
no, uh, that's not the the primary focus of this program is to give everybody a chance to give their opinions, and um, so oh, well, that should never happen. I was getting bad mouth, just like you know, it's a, just like how Larry would say somebody would call in and bad mouth him and, and, and stuff like that. So it's like no, no, I, I would rather stay away. But like I said, my husband's disabled. And being out in the sunshine and everything, and he has to take medication, and then okay, in the well, afternoon he sleeps. I think so most of our like, folks would like to see you, but that's okay. I understand. There's no yeah, problem. Yeah, I, I have a lot on my plate that makes mm-hmm. me not be able to do that. All right, Susan. Uh, talk to you later. Yeah, hey, have a good weekend. Thank you. You yep. too. Hi, welcome to the program. So, they, they made a movie about that guy. Mr. Hansen? Yep, no, I've seen a movie. I they, did not see it or hear about it. What, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. When they first caught on to him, they put a young guy, FBI guy, in his office as his assistant. Yes, and yes. He was really suspicious of this kid. That was in the movie, in the book, I should and say. And then yeah. they, what they did, how they had the kid go through his stuff, they kept telling him he had to go downstairs and have a new badge made. And then well, the kid would go through his stuff, and he came back and he knew he was doing it. He said, I don't want you in my office no more. But then he made more excuses, and uh, that's how he got caught. This kid caught, caught on to him. And uh, it was a pretty good movie. So how old would you say that movie was? Uh, you know, I'm glad you told me that, because I was going to ask her, gee, this book, they should make it into a movie. Oh, they did. I've seen a movie. Was it a long time ago? Or? Oh, maybe two years at the most. I see that on TV now. I, I don't could, know when they made it. I didn't see the movie in the movie theater. Well, if I could get the name of the movie, I definitely want to see it now. Uh, it, it was a good movie. It, and, uh, this, this kid was scared shitless of him. He, he was really a freaky guy. He pulled the gun on him once. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm reading about him. He was a strange guy. He uh, went to William Howard Taft High School in Chicago, and uh, he used to do some strange things then. Yeah, he was a computer nerd. Yep. And they, they never suspected him for anything because of they just thought he was a nerd. And, uh, well, they must have appreciated his work. Of course, they he got a lot no of people idea. killed. Oh yeah, he's terrible he's a, person. You know, he's a bad person. Terrible. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate okay. it. Yeah. Hi, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Hi, Stu. Hi. Susan should show up, and um, it's a meet and greet. I've been there three times, mm-hmm. possibly my fourth. You know, I'm like her too. I don't know, but I stand up and show my face regardless. And they don't talk, the people that I've met don't talk politics. No, we don't they, talk they politics. They meet you there. with a no. smile sure. and whatnot. And, you know, we respect everybody's opinion, whether you like it or not. Um, she should go. I would like to meet her. I haven't met her. And, um,. Well, that would be fun if she went, and believe me, she would not be harassed by anybody, and we wouldn't uh, tolerate that. And exactly. I don't think she would anyway. You know, um, it's, a, it's a fun time. Uh, what I called about was my niece and nephew, um, back in the day, I'm, I'm thinking of parenting and, and things like that, what's going on today, and I strengthen... Um, parenting because my sister-in-law would not let my niece and nephew watch at the time 
Roseanne because she was raunchy, too raunchy, and very bold in the um, subject matter. And uh, today they're in their 30s, and they have children Mm -hmm. of their own. And, you know, I have to say um, that's the guidance. And, you know... um, it's so, a wonderful thing. I'm I'm so glad how my niece and nephews, all of them actually, are. Um, it requires engagement. It requires uh, listening, engaging in their activities, what they want to do. Uh, yeah, they get discipline. It's called time out, and right. <laughs> you know, Another even as. Adult as I am, I get a timeout myself. I kind of punish myself. Um, this so, is this is kind of cute. You know, my, that this, this really is, this the is, engagement uh, and oh. listening mm-hmm. okay. uh, is a key thing. And it, if that helps, I don't know. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. You're welcome. What I was trying to say is that uh, my granddaughter Elise thought she was naughty one time, and she went and sat on the steps, and she said, I'm giving myself a timeout. <laughs> I never forgot that. She thought, hmm, I deserve a timeout. So she sat on the steps on the way to the second floor. How could you give her a timeout after that, right? I'll tell you how strange this uh, Hansen guy, Robert Hansen guy was. Uh, you know, there's a lot of history about this guy in the book that Lise wrote. As a teenager, Bob Hansen was fascinated by espionage novels and James Bond movies. And in 1962, a photo was taken his senior year at William Howard Taft High School in Chicago. And Hansen's best friend, Jack Hauschauer, on patrol in Vietnam, said Hansen once sent him nude photos of his own wife, Bonnie, while Hauschauer was serving overseas. Now, what kind of a guy would do that? Somebody who would spy against this country, I guess. Hmm? But they trusted him for 20 years. Finally, they caught him. You get the whole story in the book, you know, and they eventually got him. I want to see the movie now, though. So if anybody knows the name of that movie, maybe it's called Hanson. I don't know, but I'll do a real little research for that. This portion of our program is an open topic, and you're welcome to call in on any subject. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Do you wonder if it's okay to treat a headache by yourself? I'll be back with some ways to determine how to handle this situation. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. 
Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. There are several types of headaches not due to any underlying cause that you may treat yourself. These include a migraine headache, as long as it's been previously diagnosed by a doctor, a tension headache, or a cluster headache. Ask your pharmacist to help you choose an over-the-counter product to treat these types of headaches. But always see a physician if your headache was preceded by a blow to the head, if your headache is brought on by exertion or exercise, or if you think your headache might stem from a sinus infection. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Stu. Joe. Yeah, Joe. What do you know? I just, uh, it's beautiful out, Stu. Hey, I just got back uh, from the uh, Yankee lady. Got her, uh, man, she's got one heck of a uh, lawn, Stu, and I groom it so nice for she. Joe, thank you so much. You know, I trim, I do it all, but and it's all set for the Memorial Day weekend. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the parade on Monday, and I may go down in the city on Sunday and check out some of that. I love Polish food, believe it or not. Mm. Even though I'm Irish, I love the glumpy and the pierogies. Check it so, out, Joe. Don't miss it. I know, brother. And I just told Yankee lady she's 75, and I said, "Hey," and she's Polish, and she goes, "Joe, you know, I don't know how to make glumpy." I said, "Carol, I got, I got my, uh, I got my mother's recipe. I'll make you a big pot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make her a pot of homemade lumpies. I, I said you can freeze a lot of them and you can have them. And she, oh, really? I said yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna. That's my little goal for her. I'm gonna make them this week. Anyhow, you know, all you guys, I, I don't like to. You're, you're a DJ, but you're more than a DJ to me. Now, I, I, I called in and I asked Danny, and he plays a lot of what I grew up with. I said, how about the guess who? Uh, Albert Flasher. He goes, Joe, I don't have that. So he played Wolfman Jack when we clapped for the Wolfman. I said, you know, back when Bob Edwards was on board, he he played. He goes, he did. I said, yeah. So my question is, do all you guys have a variety of your own music? Or I know you have a vault, but he he goes, I don't know how he played that. I said, well, he played it for me. So, but he didn't. Danny couldn't play that. I was wondering if you could dig it out. Bob, Bob may have brought in some of his forty fives. I think it may be among our forty fives. Yes, we have. 33s and a third and 45s and CDs and BVDs or whatever. We got everything here. So uh, I know. When, uh, when, I, when I was a kid and my brother was playing, we, they, my sister Patty and my brother Mickey, he had, they had so many, they both had their own little turntables. And they had all that on 45s. So he, perhaps he used the 45, I don't know. But I remember they had tons of them. Tons of 45s. Uh, if I, I can find it, they used. if I can find it, uh, I will play it today. Are you familiar with the song? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I know you are. You, what, what don't you know, my man? You're the best. And it was a good interview with Joe Courtney yesterday. He did a hell of a lot down Shaw's Cove for us vets. It is a remarkable project, Stu. They got eye now. They got the blood work there. They got all these different uh, different things for the vets instead of going all the way to West Haven all the time. It's really convenient, I'm telling you. So anyhow, I'm going to listen to your tunes, and I'll maybe catch you on the 1 o'clock bound, all right? All right, Joe. Make those copies. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Stu. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, could I say something over the phone? Uh, I'm I'm looking for a push lawnmower, a reasonable price. Can I say that, please, real quick? Well, you just did, so it's okay. All right. Yeah, I'm looking for a regular uh, a push lawnmower and reasonable price, and my number is area code eight six zero nine eight four six six eight zero. Thank you so much, Stu. You're very welcome. Push lawnmower. Boy, you got to be in good shape for push lawnmowers. I had one once for about a day. <laughs> 984 It's good exercise, though, isn't it? Welcome to the program. 
Let's do it. The name of that movie, I think, is uh, Master Spy. Master Spy. All right, I gotta find that. Yeah, it's a 2002 uh, movie. It was actually directed by uh, Lawrence Schiller. Good. So. I, I definitely want to. After I've read the book, most of the book, I definitely want to see that movie. Yeah, it's uh, that's I believe that's the name of it, Master Spy. I think you can get that online if you go on, on mm-hmm. online. I think you can actually uh, uh, get the get the movie on your uh, TV set or on your uh, phone. Well, thank you, Master Larry. <laughs> Listen, uh, t- Susan, um, I want her to know that I already picked up the name tags, and it says, "Hello, my name is," mm-hmm. and I'm going to be in charge of the name tags. And if she doesn't show up, I'm going to have an extra name tag on my chest saying, "Sue is not here from Preston." <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'd love to, we'd love to see her, but you know that's that's good. But listen to all those people with those tags and come WICH listeners get free ice cream. <laughs> all right, I'll see you later. All right, Larry, see ya. June fourteenth, that's Tuesday, eleven to one. Welcome to to the program. Hi, hi, Stu. How you doing this morning? All uh, right, how you doing out there? <laughs> Wasn't that oh, there's a saying? How you doing? Was that Don Rickles? How you doing? I don't know if he did that. Uh, hmm. some, well, anyways, I heard it somewhere. Um, I'm calling in uh, looking for a Siamese kitten. If anybody has any news, uh, would you please call me? And, of course, I'm willing to pay for the Siamese kitten. And my number is 860-428-6676. And I hope to one day meet Susan... And um, I'll try to get to the ice cream. I've been a couple years, but not the last couple. But I hope to see everybody there. You'll get, you get there before it melts, all right? I will, dear. Have a blessed weekend. You too, thanks. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Um, today I'm looking for someone to do yard work and trimming some bushes and taking it away. My number is 860-887-7660, and I hope I hear from somebody. I hope so, too. Thanks. Today I'm going to mow my yard row. Uh, you're on the air. Hi. Oh, hi, Stu. Hey, I'm looking for an electric frying pan. You didn't uh, get your frying pan yet. No, I got. Ain't got I haven't got it yet. I checked Aldi's, and I checked um, mm-hmm. Big Y, and they didn't have that. And uh, so just a nice one. I use olive oil, so I, it doesn't have to be um, non-stick or anything. And at the shelter, we just don't have a stove. So um, anyway, the number is 860-333-2498. 333-2498. How's your mom doing? She's hanging in there. Like, uh, I'm so glad Sue called and she was caring about her because... Yeah, we've both been through a lot, but my mother's like 25 years older than me, so it kind of hit her worse. So, anyway, we're so so glad to hear you and hear Susan when she called. Okay, my friend. Um, Thanks. I'll be at your frying pan. Thanks, too. By the way, the uh, caller that was looking for somebody to do some yard work was 887-7660. Sure comes in handy when folks uh, help out with the yard work. You know what's happening Monday, of course. City of Norwich, Chamber of Commerce, and the Norwich Area Veterans Council are inviting everybody to attend their annual Memorial Day Parade Monday. 
in the Memorial Day program will be going on as well. May 30th, rain or shine. Parade starts at noon. The new parade route is the parade starts on McKinley Avenue at the bottom of Grove Street, proceeds to Broad Street, takes the left on Broad Street to Broadway, right on Broadway to Chelsea Place and Chelsea Parade. Aren't I good with directions? It's because I have it right in front of me. A Memorial Day ceremony will commence after the parade on Chelsea Parade at approximately 1.30. Guest speaker will be NCDC President and retired USA Airborne Colonel Kevin Brown. Music by Paul and Lloyd Salisbury. Changing the memorial wreaths at the war monuments and lots more. Be a part of the parade. Weather should be good. It should be. You're on the air. Welcome. Voice of Reason, Stu. Hello, Voice of Reason. What you got? been busy most of the morning, but I wanted to point out to you and your callers, in case they didn't see the day today, headlines on the front page saying that there were probably at least 40 different people that could have been involved in protecting those kids that did not do their job. And for the better part of uh, 24, 26 hours after the uh, event took place, people with great wisdom were on there talking about how to fix the problem, one one entrance, one exit to the school, and guns and ammunition, and whether or not anything had come up. But it sounds like the people in that town in Texas need a little bit more training. So what you're saying is your 40 different people could have done something and didn't? Is that what yeah, you're saying? And some, and some of them that were called to the scene stood there and did nothing. So, so try to read that article. It's on the day. You can't miss it. Okay, I will do that. So uh, feel sorry for the uh, families, the kids, of course, uh, the state of Texas, things that are going here. But the politicians are all taking advantage of this uh, problem and this issue. But it could have been prevented. The kid went in and bought, as he was 18, bought a couple of rifles, bought all kinds of ammunition. The person that sold the ammunition didn't have enough brains to call up and say, I just had some kid in here that bought a lot of ammo. You might want to just take a quick look to find out what the circumstances are. And it's just, it's a mess. And it's just too bad that uh, we all have to uh, see the incompetence of some of what's going on. And it, like most of them still, I think it could have been prevented. So the guy bought a gun, naturally he's going to buy ammo, isn't he? I think it was something like 385 rounds. Oh, okay. That is a lot. <clears throat> all right. I will check that out and we'll talk about it after one. Yeah, and he talked, he talked to his girlfriend. Then he also put something on Facebook or uh, one of his uh, different ways he gets online and just said that there's going to be a shooting at a school. Yeah, he said that. He was going after that. And he also put online that he was going to kill his grandma. Then he killed her and put it online. He killed his grandmother. And then he said he was going to go to the yep. uh, school. Yeah, It's really sad. It's beyond sad. It's, uh, well... See if we can help stop it again. Thank you. You have a great long weekend. You too, sir. Appreciate the call. Okay. Hi, WICH, you're on. Morning, Stu. Morning. Today I'm looking for a used rototiller in good working condition. Um, anybody with one of those could call 860-822-1750. 822-1750. Yes, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Bye. 
94.5 and 1310WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. All right, we have five minutes before noon. If you want to do a swap item or you want to talk about some of the things we've been discussing today, you're welcome to do so now at 860-889-5252. Don't forget Jimmy Fallon with his talk show. After 2 o'clock, interesting guy. He does a lot of funny shtick as well. You're on the air. Welcome. Yeah, hi. Uh, that is, I had my own thoughts about the uh, that shooter. Sure. That, um, just to start, if you look at the picture of him, he he obviously has that that look of a psychopath that you've probably seen before. You know, it's you can see that blank's there. You know, you know that it's there, and you know that the people around him knew that this guy was a, was, was a, something off. With well, him. they knew he was strange, but you know, there you could see a dozen people walking around with a strange look, and they wouldn't well, do that. But uh, now that we know he did it, look. now that we know he did it, he looks. Uh, when you look at him, it's like wow. But who knows? When it comes to these things, I, I think that what we really need is you know every state, every state closed down their mental hospitals. It was. Their Democrats used to blame it on the Republicans. But you, you can't force somebody to go into a mental hospital these days. There was a time when you could just bring them in, but you can't do that Katie anymore. Change the Medicaid reimbursement. Yeah. Well, all right. Close uh, them all down. So you're, they need to. They need to lock these people up. Well, we're all pretty fr- frustrated about it, and I thank you for sharing. Take care. Yeah. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Hi. How you doing, Stoke? Okay, everybody. Hey, uh, I expect the uh, Congress to take up uh, background checks uh, very soon, and I think that's going to be it's going to be a big thing for uh, the November elections. Um, but one thing uh, Joe Courtney said yesterday that I found very uh, interesting that. Uh, if you have, collect Social Security disability for a mental disability, that can not be detected on the background checks. So that loophole has to be sewed up very quick. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are, there are a lot of other loopholes, too. But uh, I do expect some action, and I am a Republican conservative, but uh, I've got nothing against background checks. No, most states do have background checks. Maybe we can make them more elaborate and dig into them a lot more than we do. Certainly, if you've been arrested, no matter what your mental state is, uh, they should know about it for the background check. Now, there are some people that are at loose ends and depressed and this and that, and most people who have a mental illness are never going to do that. So you're you're not going to really know unless they have been visited by a policeman. Like the guy... Go I ahead. like to watch the five on, on uh, Fox uh, TV. Mm, it's a popular show. Uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. And Geraldo Rivera said the other day, "We we have armed guards at banks guarding money. Uh, our, ch- our children are uh, much more important than money, and there should be security at every." Uh, There's every no school. doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And and uh, we spend we throw money everywhere all over the world. Let's throw some money here to protect our kids. There's no reason why we can't do that. And another gentleman on the floor that has, uh, I think he's a very interesting man. He's a Democrat, and I, I don't 
like too many Democrats. Well, I like TV him. I know who you're talking about. I like him. He's fair. He's very fair-minded. Ford. Yep. Very fair he, guy. He sure is. Very, very smart, too. Not afraid to disagree with his party, and he's, you know, he's a Democrat, but if he's something he doesn't think is right, he'll tell you, and I appreciate he, that. He disagrees politely, too. Yep. Good guy. I like him. Okay, Stu. Thank you. Yep. The Five is on at 5 o'clock on Fox News. Ooh, did he say Fox News? It's really an important network because it gives you uh, not the same rhetoric that you get on others. WICHAM 1310 and 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. Coming up to noon and 67. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Steve Kathan. Children who made it out of their elementary school alive in Uvalde, Texas, are describing a day of horror. When I heard the shooting through the door, I, I told my friend to hide under something so they so he won't find us. CBS's Tony DeCopo spoke with Angel Garza, whose 10-year-old stepdaughter, Amory, died in the attack along with 20 others. I just want to protect my little girl. It was her fourth-grade classroom where that 18-year-old gunman opened fire killing Amory at the very moment her classmates say she was calling for help. She tried to grab her phone and call the cops. And, and as we spoke, we heard a sound from inside the house. Amory's mother, sobbing. I hear someone crying inside. Who's That's that? her mother. Neither parent is sure what to tell her three-year-old brother, Zane. Every morning he wakes up, he asks for his sister. I just want my baby home. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about nothing. In the investigation, there are questions about the police response. The gunman is believed to have spent about an hour in the school before being killed. Facebook text messages from Salvador Ramos to a 15-year-old girl in Germany minutes before the school shooting spell out that the rampage appears to have been triggered over an argument between Ramos and his grandmother over a phone bill. Ramos texted the Facebook friend that he just shot shot his grandma in the head. Ramos went on to text, I'm going to go shoot up an elementary school right now. It paints a chilling picture of the mindset. Investigators are still working on the motive for the shooting. Chris Fox for CBS News, Uvalde, Texas. A New York State appeals court rules former President Trump must answer questions under oath in the state's civil investigation into his businesses. British police say they've charged Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey with four counts of sexual assault against three men. Well, the government numbers are in, and yes, people fled big cities in droves in the first year of the pandemic. CBS's Linda Kenyon. The latest Census Bureau report finds New York City fared the worst as more than 305,000 people, or 3.5% of its population, moved to other places. The highest percentage drop was in San Francisco, which lost 6.3% of its population, or more than 54,000. Well, the NRA is going ahead with its convention starting tomorrow in Houston, but one performer is pulling out. I started singing Singer Don McLean of American Pie fame says it would be disrespectful and hurtful to take part in light of the Texas mass shooting. Wall Street right now, the Dow is up 506 points. The S&P is up 73. This is CBS News. This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. 
you can unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you can unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 121 Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. And unless consumer access dot over 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. Country Stars at Home, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's the secret to Reba McIntyre's success? If you ask her, it has a lot to do with her support team at home and on the road. I got lots of help. I've got crew members that have been with me since the middle 80s. I mean, I'm, I love my team. They're my family. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Scientists have a new tool for measuring the health of the world's endangered coral reefs. Their ears. Life on a coral reef. Those clicks, pops, and occasional hoots send out signals about that reef's vitality and diversity. The world's coral reefs are under threat from climate change and pollution, but now oceanographers say monitoring the sounds they make can serve as a cheap and non-invasive way of tracking their state of health and for planning better conservation interventions in the long run. Basically, the noisier and more varied the sounds, the healthier that underwater ecosystem. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. The top election official in Pennsylvania says there will be a recount in the super-tight Republican Senate primary that has celebrity TV Dr. Mehmet Oz with a slight lead over David McCormick. The recount could be completed in about two weeks. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Have you? It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH.
Welcome to our lunchtime oldies on a bright sunny day of 69 degrees. Here's a lost Dean Martin vinyl. You've still got a place in my heart. Here's Dean. If one you think is true ever turns is back on you You still got a place in my heart If the years should make you cry Don't go on and live a lie You still
place in my wine cabinet. Dino. WICH weather. Sun today, 70 for a high. Hi there. Cloudy with a chance of a shower tonight, 62. And Friday, mostly cloudy chance of showers or thunderstorms by evening, 78 for a high. And Saturday, mostly cloudy, shower 76. Sunday, a mix of sun and clouds, 83. And Monday, Memorial Day, warm, 85 degrees. Rockin' baby. Just had some soup. Rock you, baby. George McRae on WICH playing some old records. That's right. They're old tunes. Reminding you of the old days. Sure, no, nobody ever says old records. I just did. Yeah. Here's a hit of the past. Chicago and old days. Let's look at some of these things.
everybody always says, the good old days, huh? Well, they were okay. Seems like they were pretty good. Hey, Chicago, is it? I was just thinking and looking at all the hits they have. I've got a list of all the hits by Chicago. They had tons of them. That's a great group. One time, they released a song called Beginnings, which is a good song. But somebody flipped it over, and the flip side was a better song called Color My World. It became a classic. So here's two Chicagos in a row. It's one of the greatest soft romantic dance songs ever. Nineteen seventy-ish. See, I'm not sure I say ish. You're welcome to dance if you like. side of a record, huh? Color My World on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies. Hi, 
Hi, this is Nick Kaplinson of Dime Bank. Are you planning on adding to or building the home you've always dreamed of? Dime Bank is one of the few local lenders to offer construction loans, and our residential lending team can help you keep costs down as your walls go up. So if you have the perfect blueprint, we have the perfect loan. It's your home, your bank, your dime. Dime Bank Community Banking lives here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, 493-990. WICH reminds you that it's time to start voting in the Day.com Reader's Choice Awards. And when you do, don't forget to vote for WICH's Stu Breyer for Best Radio Personality. For over 52 years, Stu has ruled the airwaves on WICH, and now it's your chance to honor him. Don't forget to vote once a day. You can find the link at WICH.com with 94.5 FM and 1310 AM. WICH. Pet owners, homeowners, gardeners, and animal lovers, Fleming's Feed has what you need and the advice to go along with it. Hi, this is Ambry. With over 35 years in the business, Fleming's has the products and expertise you need to make your yard the best it's ever been. Bagged in bulk mulches and soils, Jonathan Green fertilizers, dozens of organic alternatives. Check out our expanded selection of plants at our Preston store and our massive garden center in Stonington with thousands of Connecticut-grown live goods arriving weekly. Shop for quality and convenience this spring at Fleming's Feed in Preston and Stonington. WICH AM and FM join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Let's go back into musical history with Clyde McFadder. A little begging in this particular song. Don't leave on that train. Hold on. Lover, please, please come back Don't take a train coming down the track Don't, please, don't, don't leave me Don't leave me in misery You would never hold me so near You would never call me dear Don't you know I'd die for you Now you've gone, that's what I'll do Lover, please, please come back Don't take a train coming down the track Don't, please, don't, don't leave me Don't leave me in misery About a love that went all wrong The girl left the boy just as bad Now she's gone, she's so sad Lover, please, please come back Don't take a train coming down the track Don't, please, don't, don't leave me Don't leave me in misery You would never hold me so near You would never call me dear Don't you know I'd die for you Now you've gone, that's what I'll do Lover, please, please come back Don't take a train coming down the track Please don't, don't, don't leave me Don't leave me in misery Believe not a good thing to leave somebody in misery There's another train song You just heard that one, but Sheena Easton She's excited because uh, she knows she's going to come back home because he takes the morning train every day. 
Talk about being a klepto. I took the uh, train every day to school. Once in a while, we got stuck in the uh, tunnel. One day, it was like an hour. Teacher's looking, and we said, no, you, you, you'll get a tardy slip from the conductor. It was kind of scary, uh, scary, but, you know, we did miss a, an hour of school. Yeah, we take the train around. Uh, six o'clock. Six six. six. <laughs> All right. How about uh, going to the year? I don't know if you're ready for this. We're going to have it in uh, just a minute. We're going to have a big hit from 1965, one that I haven't played in an awful long time. It's called Psychotic Reaction. So don't get too close to the radio on this one. I don't think this song's been played in a very long time, but here it is. 1965. (laughs) 
guess I feel so bad Cause you're the best girl that I've ever had I can't get your love, I can't get affection Oh, little girl, psychotic reaction You know it's love when you get a psychotic reaction, I think. It's lunchtime on WICH. Uh, what are you planning for the Memorial Day weekend? Is that uh, Indian Lake still around? Well, could be a nice place for the family. I think it's around Worcester, Mass. Better call first. I'm not sure it's still open. Take a 
get to Indian Lake, just follow me. Just follow me. You with your masquerading and you always contemplating what to do in case happiness found you. Can't you see that it's all around you? Hey, follow me. So follow me. Hey, come on, baby. Your life has kicked you, it's your mind, and that's all that's tricking you. So step in line. story wasn't it the Pied Piper with all the little mugs and mice used to follow this guy it was I think it had a sad ending so we won't go there till then here's a group called the Hilltoppers until mm, we meet again uh, till then till then my darling please wait for me till then no matter when it will be one day in our hearts till then when all the world will be free please wait for me although there are oceans we must cross and mountains that we must climb I know 
nothing but time Till then Let's dream of what there will be Till then We'll call on each memory Till then then when is then all right well see you then good song hilltoppers uh, that was also recorded by other people but they had the original in the meantime how do you meet people these days well you meet them in church at the library people go online dating services got to be careful there or you can just bang on the pipes <laughs> and maybe you'll meet the true love that you want those that live in a tenement building hit the pipes a couple of times hey girl what you doing down there dancing alone every night while i live right above you i can hear your music playing i can feel your body swaying one floor below me you don't even know me i love you Oh, my darling, not three times on the ceiling if you want me. Mm-hmm. Twice on the pipe if the answer is no. Oh, my sweetness means you meet me in the hallway. Oh, twice on the pipe means you ain't gonna show. That's attached to my heart Read how many times I saw you How in my silence I adored you And only in my dreams Did that wall between us come apart Oh my darling Not three times on the ceiling If you want me mm-hmm. Twice on the pipe If the answer is no Oh, my sweetness Means you meet me in the hallway Oh, twice on the pie Means you ain't gonna show
on the ceiling if you want me. Whoa, twice on the pipe. If the answer is no, I love you, I love you. Oh, my sweetness means you'll meet me in the hallway. Who's making all that noise up there? I'm calling the police. Tony Orlando and Don is uh, Canuck three times. <laughs> what a love song, huh? I don't know how it turned out, but they had to call a plumber after all that hitting the pipes like that. In the meantime, whatever happened to Boy George and the Culture Club? They had a lot of hits. They had a string of them. Here's one of them. Give me a time.
That's boy, oh boy, George. Wonder if he's still wearing that hat, huh? WICH weather, sun and clouds, synods. Temperatures today about 70 degrees. Tonight, 62. Friday, mostly cloudy. Chance of shower, 78. Saturday, chance of shower, 76. And then Sunday and Monday are good. Mostly sunny. High in the 80s. Currently, it is now at 69 degrees. When you do business at Gear, Sand, and Gravel, you're doing business with a company that's been in the community for more than 60 years. Now that's a name you can trust. Founded by Dave, past his sons Rick and Tom, and now joined by third-generation Bo, Gear, Sand, and Gravel has paved the way for homeowners, do-it-yourselfers, and contractors to have the materials to do the job right. Decorative stone, gravel, crushed, and round natural stone. You name it, Gears has got it, and can even do the work for you. Site work, roads, and gravel driveways as good as new. Gears does it all. If it's topsoil you need, you need to visit Gears. They have only the best local, high-quality, farm-rich soil, mulches, and compost. You see, at Gears, it's a family company. It's a family tradition that if you're going to do something, you've got to do it right. Gears Sand and Gravel, Route 138 Griswold. Call Gears at 376-5321. 376-5321. On the web at GearsFamilyTree.com. Gear up for the your next job at Gears. We're reinventing the class and starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Uniting for United was established to collect much-needed food for the Jemmy E. Moran United Way slash Labor Food Bank now through June 2nd. Visit a participating business to donate. Every little bit makes a big difference. Visit unitingforunited.com slash help to learn how you can work to end hunger. Ah, uh, what a nice day to take a little walk, or if you don't want to take a real long walk, you could just take a little stroll. Sunshine and just about 70 degrees. Perfect May weather. We'll just do a stroll for now because I just had lunch. Here are the diamonds. Come, let's stroll. Stroll across the floor.
let's go strolling by the candy store. In fact, let's stop, actually, and check it out. The Diamonds, they're also the group that brought you this song called Little Darlin', which was a major hit. Here's one of the most ridiculous songs I've ever heard. As Groucho Marx was saying, that's the most ridiculous song I've ever heard. For those who like to pretend, and we used to do that a lot when we were kids, here's a gentleman who would like to uh, be a train. Choo-choo-choo-choo. Look at me, I'm a train on a track. I'm a train, I'm a train, I'm a chicken train, yeah. Look at me, got a load on my back. I'm a train, I'm a train, I'm a chicken train, yeah. Look at me, I'm going somewhere. I'm a train, I'm a train, I'm a chicken train, yeah. Look at me, I'm going somewhere. I'm a train, I'm a train, I'm a chicken train, yeah. Been a hard day, yes it has been a hard day, yes it has been a hard day, yes it has. I'm a train, I'm a chicken train, I'm a chicken train, I'm a train, I'm a chicken train, chicken train, yeah. I'm a chicken train, I'm a chicken train, I'm a train, I'm a chicken train, I'm a train, I'm a chicken train. Next stop, doctor's office. He thinks he's a train. I'm a train! Talk about a one-track mind. Seven clouds today. 70 degrees right now. If I was pretending, I would be a, a little bicycle with safety wheels. You know, just take it easy. Richie Valens wrote this for an ex-girlfriend, and it was a classic.
who had a couple of other hits besides that, La Bamba and Come On, Let's Go, and left us way too soon, and you know the story. Let's take you to the news as we get into Memorial Day weekend. This is called Wild Weekend. We're hoping for a calm weekend. Here are the Rockin' Rebels. WICH 1310 AM and 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. It's news time. He starred in the 1990 gangster blockbuster Goodfellas. It's just, you know, you, it's you're just funny. It's, it's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. His publicist says he died in his sleep in the Dominican Republic. He was filming a movie there. Now to Evaldi, Texas, where some of the children who survived the mass shooting at their elementary school are describing what happened. They were nice teachers, and they um, 
They went in front of my classmates to help to save them. Two teachers died along with 19 children. The New York Times reports nearly all of the victims were killed in the first moments of the gunman's arrival at the school. CBS's Scott McFarland. School districts from Texas to Missouri to Arizona to Virginia tell CBS News they're reviewing policies or staffing or ordering new training to keep students safe. Amid the congressional stalemate over new gun laws, the superintendent in Millville, New Jersey, isn't waiting. We have cameras. We have a, a response, a panic alarms to uh, first responders. And in Washington, the first effort by Senate Democrats to respond to recent mass shootings has failed. Republicans blocking a domestic terror bill that would have opened up debate. The CDC says it's identified nine monkeypox cases now in seven states. A New York appeals court ruled today former President Trump must answer questions under oath in the state investigation into his businesses. Vladimir Putin said today the West is going to fail in its attempts to isolate Russia and will face growing economic problems. CBS's MTS Tayab has the latest on the situation in eastern Ukraine. The closest place to take cover is under a tree, as the strikes intensify. A Russian drone is spotted circling above. It's now or never. Go, 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 go. So we start sprinting and are led down some stairs into a nearby root cellar. Secretary of State Blinken said today the U.S. will try to push the opposition to Russia's invasion into a broader coalition to counter what is seen as a more serious long-term threat. China. China's the only country with both the intent to reshape the international order and increasingly the economic, diplomatic, military, and technological power to do it. Checking Wall Street right now, the Dow is up 592 points. The S&P is up 90. This is CBS News. It's a day to honor, to remember, to reflect. This Memorial Day, honor our fallen soldiers with TAPS across America. For more information, go to cbs.com slash TAPS. It's a day to honor, to remember, to reflect. This Memorial Day, honor our fallen soldiers during the National Moment of Remembrance with TAPS across America. CBS is inviting musicians across the country to play the military bugle call TAPS at 3 p.m. local time and pay tribute to the veterans we've lost. For information on how to participate in TAPS Across America, go to cbs.com TAPS. Lockheed Martin understands what it takes to accomplish critical missions around the globe. They know it begins with long-standing partnerships rooted in expertise, interoperability, and trust. The most critical missions call for the F-35. It is essential to Allied air power. Across the growing community of F-35 nations, the need for alliance-based deterrence against evolving threats is stronger than ever. Lockheed Martin, your mission is ours. A busy travel weekend is ahead for millions of us. As CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports, a major consideration is the record high price of gas. It sucks, but, I mean, what am I going to do? Just not go anywhere? But for others, the cost is a deal-breaker. Gas and the motel and stuff, you know, we just figured, we'll, we'll wait. They might be waiting a while. Patrick DeHaan at Gas Buddy says the national average for a gallon of regular could hit $5 within a few weeks. This may be the low point for the summer in what could become a, a, certainly a, a very uh, expensive summer to fill your tank. 
If you are traveling, especially if you're hitting the roads, experts say one way you may be able to save is don't fill up right off the freeway. Get about a mile or so away, and you may find gas prices are lower. The AAA says the national average right now for a gallon of regular gas is $4.60. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. There's still time for business owners to claim their federal aid under the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. Cash refunds of up to $26,000 per employee are available for employers who continue to pay their employees during the COVID epidemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at Ferguson, Timar and Associates have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE, and your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per employee of free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Make sure you tell your kids and your grandkids what uh, Memorial Day weekend is about. Need to know more about their country. Welcome to our program, part four. We'll have an open forum on this uh, beautiful day. 889-5252 is the telephone number. Of course, we're, people are still in shock of that terrible, terrible uh, shooting in Texas at the uh, school. It's really predominantly been in the news. Everybody's trying to figure out, as we usually do after these things, what can we do to change this? Why do people do this? Guns, family, what is it? You're on the air, welcome. Hey, good afternoon, sir. I was going to, I told you I'd call you back on the one o'clock on the, on the westbound, going to West Philly. Listen. Yes, sir. I got a couple of, I always loved that song and I never could request it because I never knew it. I love that guy, Claude. I don't know his last name, Train. Lover, lover, please come back, lover. Oh, yeah. I just, Clyde McFadder. I yes. think that song. Mm-hmm. What's his last name? Clyde what? McFadder. McFadder? Yes. Okay. And he reminds me, without the guitar, he sounds like a young Chuck Berry. I just always love that song, Stu. That's number one. I'm doing yes, a Susie sir. list. Mm-hmm. Number two, yep, number two, and I, I researched it on my atlas. I, you know, I'm not savvy on this computer, but anyhow, I used to go up to Worcester, Worcester, and there's a pickle factory. Anybody that likes sour, good deli pickles, you can buy them by the buckets. There's a... Uh, company up there and out, out simply outrageous if you like good pickles but you, we used to go buy 395 right in the mass there which like you said it's 17 letters I'm going to try to pronounce it C-H-A-U-B U-N-A-G U-N-G A-M-A-U-G Chua-bunga gunga Yeah, that, you're kind of close. That's Indian Lake, that song you played. Yeah, that's right. That it's Chunga-bunga-bunga, Cowabunga. <laughs> Cowabunga, dude. No, that's the Indian Lake you were uh, referring to. Yes, that's that's exactly correct. 
Right. All right, my man. That's a strange name, but I love the Native Americans. All right, that, that was number two. Three, I was going to talk about Scroll, but Elvis, it, that could have been Elvis singing that song for sure. Elvis much, singing uh, the Scroll? I disagree. He's not the king of rock and roll, but that's another story. All right, uh, and then my hat goes off to Angela Adams. She is phenomenal. She is a spitfire. She's on her game. Her and Danny did an interview. Every month they do it. There's a menu and a half here in Norwich. There are so many things to do in Norwich. I was telling Carol that. She goes, I know, Joe. There's so much to offer, and there's a menu. And she's just really up on her game, and, I, you know, it just blows my mind. There's a lot to do in Norwich, too. Well, she's the right person to uh, let people know about it from the chamber, Angela Adams. She does a great job. Got, yeah, you got that straight. She is on her game, and, and I think she does a fantastic job. Okay, and the last but not least, we'll get to Albert Flasher someday. That's not a problem. I know the song. Mm-hmm. You play some great music this this hour. I mean, it's just you're 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 phenomenal. You are the mix mess. Last but not least, for all hall communication for every veteran across America and the ones that are serving now overseas. I just got a shout out. Being a veteran. I wish everybody a happy Memorial Day weekend, okay? That's right, Joe, and uh, we appreciate uh, your service as well. Thank you. I'm sure, and I appreciate you, Stu, so much. I love it, man. Take care. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. <laughs> um, in today's uh, day, the region section at the top of the page, it says the Rhode Island's governor signed legislation Wednesday making the state the 19th in the nation to legalize recreational marijuana. Mm-hmm. Now, I can see marijuana if, if you have a doctor's prescription and you need it. But for recreational purposes, I think that's a mistake. Connecticut's did the same thing. Well, you may be right. It's going to be all over the country soon. Everywhere they're going to have it legal. and uh, It's bad. I don't it's know where bad. it's going to lead us. I really don't. It, it's really bad, and, and it's going to make it harder for the police, I would imagine. Um, I, I, just, I just think it's a mistake. Especially well, with the things that are going on mm-hmm. now with the the eighteen uh, year old boys, I I just think it's a mistake. Well, you have no argument from me. I I don't know how it's you know it affects people differently, and you know, people that never tried it will try it, and some people get hooked on it, and that's not a good thing. No, it's not. It's a drug, and it alters your mind. Mm-hmm. If you don't need it for. Uh, pain or whatever and have a doctor's prescription for it I, I think recreational I think it's terrible alright that's all I can say thanks for your <laughs> input Okay. hi WICH good afternoon oh hi Stu oh hi Sue oh, I finally got my yesterday's day paper well I um, know they've been late everything's been late lately that's well, pretty late uh, yesterday's I'm glad I did because who would know that Preston budget public hearing is going to be held tonight mm-hmm. at 7:30 Preston Veterans Memorial apparently um, school budget wants to go up 7.8 increase and well oh wow actually no it's more like 14% it's ridiculous and you know 
I don't get this. Well, regular town budget wants to go up too because they want to give give across the board raises four percent. But there's more into the article. But I don't see why right now we should be paying or having our rates go up, possibly in taxes and mill rate for something projected in the next decade. Sight singer, the um, whatever, superintendent or whatever, salaries, health care and all this, anticipate slow, steady school population growth in the next decade. So what? Who cares about 10 years down the road? I mean, an A-bomb could go off and we could not be here again. The thing is, yeah, I think people ought to go to that because they want to read, um, it said both school and town call for significant spending increases over this year. I don't agree with that, you know, and I want to tell you, um, I'm going to call myself the unknown commentator. Do you remember um, the gong show with the unknown comic? Oh, sure I do. That was the one that had the... The bag over, over there. The bag over his face, <laughs> his yeah. Head. I think it was half in the bag, actually. And I re- oh, he was funny, though. I remember him sometimes, coming out. Sometimes he was funny. I remember the day he exposed himself to you. No, I, I missed that. You mean he took the bag off? No. Oh, that kind of exposure. The other kind. Dropped his drawers, in other words. Uh-huh. Like, well, that got a laugh, too. I mean, you know. But I'm going to be the unknown commentator, mm-hmm. okay? And, um... But I am going to tell you a, a story next week. I could do it today, but it was high, it, it, it's too depressing. I will tell you a story next week of why I kind of shy away from things. You know, I do have uh, him, my husband, yeah, he really is a disabled veteran, and he is on medication, so I have that. But I will tell you a soap opera family style pertinent to my life that people would understand why I'm really antsy about going around anyone that might be negative. And I know you guys out there, the ones that really, you know, invite me and everything. You're not negative towards me. Well, you can, you know, you can be, you've been negative yourself, so what? Well, well, I know, but I would never approach anybody, Mm -hmm. you know, because, like, it's usually the only time I call in is if somebody really gets nasty. And it's like, oh, come on. It was in the paper. Give me a break. You know, but no. Um, when you, I'll give you a hint. Keith, that Keith likes it when I do that. Coming attraction or whatever he says. My, um, my mother was married for one year in the 40s, okay? Because I told you, she's older. She had me when she, she was 42. Mm-hmm. Um, before she met my father in the 50s, or well, whenever it was, I don't know. But the thing is, she had one daughter who had a couple of daughters. Now, you remember the story about Cinderella? How she was always scrubbing the floor. I remember in the cartoons or, or yeah, the Yeah, of course. Her, her sister uglies used to make her do all kinds of things. Yeah, but they actually, they were her stepsisters or something. Yes, right. Yeah. Well, I kind of went through the same thing from the mother's first marriage, women in the family, females versus me. 
And that's why we were, each time we moved away from Preston to go in the military, we didn't mind. Let me put it that way. Okay, so... um... I had nasty half-in-laws. Oh, I don't know what you call them. Yeah, they were, yeah, half-in-laws. And the females were nasty backstabbers. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and and this is right here in this little town. And so... I stay away. Well, you know, things have changed. You're on your own now. You you make your own rules and everything, so... Well, I wasn't even feeling even invited to my mother's own funeral. I didn't even want to go because they were there. We had just gotten back from Fort Lewis. My mother passed on, and I was the last one in the door, and I actually had to be pushed down the aisle... I sat alone, and I was amongst enemies in my own family. Well, so, half family. So this was, I don't know uh, what you call This was your stepfather or the, well, your stepsisters? Well, my or? mother had married somebody, mm-hmm. and she had that daughter and a couple, and then there were two uh, girls, grand grandkids from it, right? Yeah. Then my mother got divorced after one year. The guy ran off, actually. And dumped her. And um, then later on, I'm going to probably say 10, 12, maybe even 15 years later, she married my father. Okay, well. And then he had, you know, she had me and my brother. And also one who died, he was born full term and then passed on Mm -hmm. within, I forgot how many hours. Okay. So I have been really treated like garbage. And so when I I have lies or somebody like telling an untruth or like, oh, come on, I'm sincere, but I usually get my stuff out of the paper or something real. But I have had so many lies from the other side that I just like, I can't handle it anymore, you know? Well, you can't judge everybody from what these uh, obviously poor people did. Well, they had very nasty attitudes until this day. I haven't crossed paths with any of them. Oh, and you know what happened at my mother's reception at the firehouse in Preston City? One of the ones got in a, there was actually an uh, almost a fight. I didn't even go to the reception, and I'm glad I didn't. This was at her. All yelling amongst each other. It was the most disgusting thing I ever heard. I was told about it because I bailed. I was like, once I went to the grave, I'm out of here. I don't want to be around these people. I am gone. And I went back home, and then I heard that there was actually a, a yelling match, and, and I mean, it almost got in a fist fight. At, that's how nasty they are. And they're still out there like they're great, and I'm nothing. No, I'm just a little farm girl sitting here. Hey, little well, farm I girl. I to tell you that. No, I, I understand, Sue, and I'm very sorry you went through that, but that doesn't mean everybody's like them, and uh, unfortunately... Oh, I know. That's they, why I like calling in every day, and you know, and I feel bad for like what happened to Judy and Wonder Man, you know? Because mm-hmm. they had something happen to them just out of the blue. What did they do? I don't think they probably did anything, and moving is very hard when you are where you are, but we did twice. So, so the bottom line is, is everything okay now? 
Well, well, yeah, as long as I don't come across any of them. It's been over 10 years, well, they, but they, they live in the same town. So if they, you come across them, you don't even have to say anything to them. Just walk on by, right? Well, that is what I would do. I, You know, because it's like, oh, and how would you also like... Not to have been contacted when you were away in the military by anyone in the family either. Mm. Very tough. Four years away, not one, one thing from a family member. Well, you can't expect anything from uh, them. And, uh... So that's, you know, that's how I, you know, so I know what that Judy is feeling. You do everything you can, go out and about, be in things, do things, and then you get kicked in the rear end, and life is not fair. But, you know, it happens to everybody. That's right. Everybody's going through uh, yeah, individuals yeah. But, like uh, that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I just had to say it. I, I think of you as Doctor Stu. You know, like Doctor Phil. <laughs> you know, I can say I can do a Doctor Phil imitation. You know that I know that you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, but so that's just that people know where I'm coming from because I, I have been, you know, backstabbed so many times. It's like. You well, know, now I'm here, but I got somebody to take care of. So. Well, if you ever come to our Dairy Queen, which, of course, that's up to you. Oh, I know. You will be treated, I promise you, would be treated kindly. Oh, I know I would. And I really appreciate everybody out there requesting me. And I, I, I think of them as friends. So Okay. All right. Hey, thanks, Stu. All right. Yep, bye-bye. I think we got to the coming coming attractions where you got right into it. Well, that's... Why do people hurt? Why do, why do people do anything bad? Hi, welcome to the program. I still think Susan should come to the ice cream social and get an ice cream or a blizzard. She should have a blizzard, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So the thing I was thinking of was um, I believe today. And I know this station really doesn't like to talk about the Derby Gate, but I think there's a trial or something going on for... Um, when I say we didn't like to talk about it, I mean, there's nothing to talk about right now. They're waiting for a decision what the penalty will be. Yes. So I was just uh, wondering if anybody heard about it, an update. I haven't, for sure. And I think I would have. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So you remember the gong show? That was popular for a little bit. Okay, let's uh, take a short break. I'd like to hear from you at 889-5252. Listen, a lot of people hold in a lot of hurt inside. It's good to talk about it, okay? You'd be surprised how many people can share similar stories of some of the things they've gone through and Humans are not perfect, and sometimes they're very not perfect. But you can always be surrounded by more good people if you want to just reach out. That's how I feel about it. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi there. I've got a bone to pick with you. Sure. I was laying out in my lawn chair in the sun, and I felt myself starting to get this sunburn. And I said to myself, Where's Stu saying, it's time for a turnover? Oh, you're right. I'm, you know, i got to really ease my way into the season. I, Oh, yeah. i I got to do I got to start doing that every show. 
Yeah, even though uh, I think Beach, I don't know if Beach Pond is open anymore, but I know Mesquamac yeah, is open. So it you is. You got to tell people to turn over so they don't get burned. Turn to turn so you won't <laughs> burn. Did you get burned? A little bit. A little yeah. bit. But I, I was a little burned to begin with anyway, so. <laughs> okay, well, don't get burned up in me. I'll try to do it now. All righty. See you later. Thank you. If you're out there sunning, it's time to turn so you won't burn. Worst sunburn I ever had. I was uh, helping to park cars at my friend Musquamica Jerry's clothing store. He had a, a little area where he charged two bucks to park cars, and I helped him out on July 4th weekend, and, man, I totally got torched. It was unbelievable. Hello. Welcome to the program. Uh, Stu, I'd like to share with your listeners a story in the Hartford Current yesterday. Sure. It's uh, They run a good series uh, that, with the changes in papers, they run a summary of, you know, interesting happenings in the country. Mm-hmm. And this is about the border wall fraud trial. Okay. And the organizers of a, quote, we build the wall, quote, unquote, campaign to raise money for a wall along the U.S. southern border lied to donors by saying all the money would fund the wall. Oh, boy. When, when they were actually pocketing hundreds of thousands of dollars. The prosecutor told the jury at the start of a criminal trial on um, Tuesday, I guess it's in Washington, Assistant U.S. Attorney Allison Moe directed the attention of jurors to defendant Timothy Shea, who sat alone facing charges after two other defendants recently pleaded guilty in the case, and this is a catchy thing for the Trumpsters, and a fourth defendant, Steve Bannon was pardoned by President Donald Trump hours before he completed his um, four-year term. Mossad Shea from Castle Rock, Colorado, and his partners in crime, thats her, those are her words, beginning in December 2018, duped hundreds of thousands of people into believing that they would not... Um, pocket any of the money that was raised because one hundred was that was going to the building of the wall. Unfortunately, that wasn't a case. Well, that's terrible. So again, the, it's the, another example of a Trump taking care of his buddy. So there was... Uh, just Steve Bannon's not... I, it'd be interesting to know if he repaid any of the money that he took. Let me ask you, those ones that were found guilty and didn't get pardoned, uh, what kind of a sentence did they get? Well, I don't think this. I don't think this, the story doesn't say anything further. Mm-hmm. I, I would think the sentence might, you know, come down the line. Um, I hope in, so. In a, in a week or two, mm. but it it probably won't be too too. It won't be too uh, confining. I doubt if they'd go to prison that, all. That's all, a serious. All, that's a should. serious crime, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. And every taxpayer should be concerned about it. But yeah. it's just sickening. You know, there's so much horrible stuff going on. It's sometimes you forget about the small stuff, but just doesn't small when taxpayers' money is being taken. I think. Thanks. I didn't hear that story. I appreciate you letting me know. Thank you, Sue. Good to talk to you. Same here. People do disgusting things for money, don't they? What's how much stuff do you want? God. WICH, welcome. Good afternoon, Sue. Good afternoon, sir. I'm watching the uh, all the newscasts, CNN, uh, MSNBC, and Fox, mm-hmm. and uh, the, this uh, 
disaster down in Texas that uh, he did he did get in an unlocked door. Um, I don't know why it was unlocked, but yesterday I had heard uh, on Fox Network that his grandmother used to work at that school. I had heard that too, and then I heard other stories that didn't mention it, but that was originally what I heard. Well, the problem is uh, everything's starting to spiral around now where everybody's just reporting something they hear mm-hmm. without re- without researching it. Yeah. And uh, I think I saw it on Fox last night or, or today. They were interviewing the children that were uh, students in in the building, a couple mm-hmm. of them. And I, I, I really I think that's out of line still. Yeah, I leave these I, people alone, for God's sakes. The people that lost somebody that you can hear them, just leave them alone. Just horrible. I'm, I'm sure they had their parents' permission to talk to the reporters. I know. You, you, my God, you know, uh, these people, the, the first responders, the parents, the families, the teachers, the whole town, they're going to be vegetables for a while, you know? Oh, it's it's horrible. I mean, and then there's a lot of uh, hearsay stuff going around, and what are they going to say? Well, how did you feel? How did you, you know, leave them alone. You're right. God. And I uh, I listened to Susan's phone call, mm-hmm. and um, she, she was, uh, you know, she told a lot, of, a lot about herself, and uh, I think it's all right if she doesn't want to come to a... Uh, of course it's all right. Meet, you know, we'd yeah, like to meet thing. her, but if she doesn't want to come, I get, sure... I think we kind of hit a gray area there in her life, and she kind of explained it. Um, I'm glad she shared that with us. But I like uh, like the part, I'd like to go to the the Dairy Queen, too, but I I like the part of uh, the talk show where you can remain anonymous, um, and some mm -hmm. people like that, you know? That's why people don't want to give names, that's fine with me. Uh, It's okay. And um, we talked about the Gong Show. Mm-hmm. My favorite guy on there was Gene Gene the Dancing, Dancing Machine. machine. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> that, was that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of fun. That was a. What was the guy's name who created that? He was a mastermind. Oh man, yeah, he was really a brilliant guy, and it slipped my mind at the moment. <laughs> that show was so simple; it wasn't even funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was funny, you know? If you were stinky, they would gong you. That's all right. It was all good-natured fun. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Stuff stuff that we don't see on TV today. Good-natured fun. All right, sir. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks, though. 889 is the telephone number. I wanted to tell you this. That was uh, emailed to our new staff to pass along to you. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Customers will no longer be assessed gross receipts tax on natural gas. New state budget includes tax relief for NPU natural gas customers. Natural gas customers of Norwich Public Utilities will see a reduction in their monthly bills as a result of a provision in the recently approved state budget that exempts the utility from the state's gross receipts tax. NPU has approximately 10,000 natural gas customers, and the average residential customer will see a decrease of approximately 4% on their bill each month. Commercial customers would see a decrease of 5%. The tax cut goes into effect on July 1st. 
of this year. And NPU is currently working to have the tax cut incorporated into the billing system. Now, the local legislative delegation has delivered for our customers, they say, in a big way. We appreciate their time and effort on this important issue. Chris LaRose's comments, General Manager of NPU, State Representative Emmett Riley, along with State Representative Kevin Ryan and State Senator Kathy Austin, clearly understand the significance of providing tax relief for our natural gas customers, many of whom to continue to struggle financially as the pandemic continues. As a municipally owned entity, NPU is a not-for-profit organization, therefore tax-exempt with one exception before last week. NPU, the only municipal gas company in Connecticut, paid the gross receipts tax on the natural gas that is purchased for its customers. Over the past five years, NPU natural gas customers have paid more than $4.5 million to the state through the tax. Norwich area legislators work to have a provision included in the state budget that now exempts municipality, municipally owned natural gas companies from the gross receipts tax. This targeted tax relief is all the more important as energy prices have risen dramatically for NPU and utility companies everywhere. NPU is in the process of adjusting its purchased power adjustment and purchased gas adjustment, PGA, to address the increasing costs of wholesale electricity and natural gas used by its customers. So I wanted to make sure that I got that in today to give you that information. You're on the air. Welcome. Yes, good afternoon, Stu. Good afternoon. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, I really I, care about, I'm kind of like, I care very much about Susan, and I live in Preston, Susan. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want you to know if you ever need to talk or you don't even have to come to my house or my going to your house, but any of the people in Preston that ever need help, if I can be of any help. But today, I uh, things have changed in the world. Family are not as close as they used to be. Um, but towards the end of my life, I've uh, buried four, two of, my, two of my sisters, my brother, and two nephews, and they were very young. But they were not there for me when I was on the street as a kid. And um, But I went on with my life, and I helped them when they needed it. But life sometimes is not a good walk in the park, and it's tough. But uh, I appreciate your husband being in the military and um, all the other people listening. I appreciate all you do. And, you know, Stu Breyer is one of a kind. When, they, when God made you, Stu, they broke the mold. Oh my goodness! You're a good, good man. Good, you mean good I, man. I'm moldy? <laughs> oh. But you're a good, good well, man. Well, thank you. That and, I just uh, want to say for I, you and Sue and everybody that I still, in my heart, believe that most people are decent. Yeah, you're going to come across some crummies along the way. It's always been that way. But most people are sensitive and decent. So meet yeah. some new people and get to know other people, and you'll see it can be good. Well, right about now, most of my neighbors have COVID. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. it's um, My son called me yesterday and said, Mom, I can't come. 
he always comes to see me before he goes to work. And if I need bread or milk or something, he'll bring it. But he says, Mom, I think my wife and I have COVID, so I'm not coming around, and he's going to get a test. But, folks, please, on this holiday weekend, take care. Pay attention to what's going on around you. And I personally would say wear a mask if you're out in a crowd. And um, and you have a, I wanted to ask, are the grandkids going to be around this weekend, mm, too? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think this weekend, no. How's Mallory? Where's she at? She's thinking of moving back to New England. She's oh, in good. Iowa, but um, I don't know exactly when. Oh, golly, it seems like he is a, just a few days ago. She was a little girl on that poster with you up in Norwich. Amazing, but, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so many years have gone by. But everybody have a good day, and you have a special weekend with your folks. All right, Sylvia. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hi there. I had to chuckle when when Joey was trying to pronounce the name of that lake. Yeah, well, that's not easy. I know that. I used to live up in that area, so we shopped in Webster a lot Mm -hmm. years back. I made it a point of sitting under the sign by Webster Lake one day and trying to learn how to pronounce it. But there's an interesting legend that goes with that name, too. I believe it's pronounced Chagagagagagamog, Chababanagungamog. If if I've got it all. I'll take your word for it. The total meaning of that is you fish on your side, I'll fish on my side, and nobody fishes in the middle. There's two tribes of nipmucks that were up there, one on each side of the lake. Uh-huh. And they got into a fight over how many fish the other side was taking out of the lake. And I guess they were usually very friendly with one another. So the chiefs sort of got their heads together, and they said, gee, we got to stop this. Mm-hmm. So they, they made a treaty, and that's how that was the treaty. To give it that name? They gave it that name, but that's what the name means. Yeah, they could have called the uh, the lake, this is my fish, that's your fish, but they, the other is better. So give it to me one more time, okay? It's Lake Chagagagagamog, a chagabung, a chababunagungamog. Mm-hmm. It's a very long name on it. But if you drive up 193 going into Webster, when you cross the line, you'll see a sign that actually has the lake's Indian name printed on it. I'll see it because sometimes I do cross the line. So that'd be good. Um, Thank you for that. But it's pretty cool. It's it's a fun thing. Yeah, we've had a... And Sue, I'm sorry that you're afraid of all of us, but we'd really like to meet you. Well, see, Sue must feel good to hear that. That's nice. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. Can you imagine asking directions? To, uh, could you tell me where Lake Chippendale and all that? All right. Uh, I'd like to hear from you. You're with Stu at WICH. Short break. 
Hi, this is Nick Kaplinson of Dime Bank. Dime Bank has something to perk you up as we head outdoors again. With a Dime Perks account, you can access special benefits and discounts from local and national merchants that will keep you entertained as you manage your money. From supplies to help you build your garden to seeing your favorite band in concert, Dime can help. To begin enjoying your perks today, visit dime-bank.com. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know? The average garage door is made up of 1.3-millimeter aluminum panels. Something you probably do know? Your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike. Something you probably don't know? A runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. WICH reminds you that it's time to start voting in the Day.com Reader's Choice Awards. And when you do, don't forget to vote for WICH's Stu Breyer for Best Radio Personality. For over 52 years, Stu has ruled the airwaves on WICH, and now it's your chance to honor him. Don't forget to vote once a day. You can find the link at WICH.com with 94.5 FM and 1310 AM. WICH. Norwich Coin and Jewelry, always buying old coins, scrap gold, sterling, old currency, and silver coins. Hi, I'm Jackie, owner of Norwich Coin and Jewelry. We sell collector coins and supplies, and we do free appraisals. We also do expert jewelry repairs and engraving at very reasonable prices. We've been at the same location for over 32 years. Norwich Coin and Jewelry is a smart place to buy and sell your gold, silver, and coins. 860-886-2730. Norwich Coin and Jewelry, 35 Franklin Street, Norwich. If you have kids, you know the last year's been tough on them. Our teachers have kept them grounded both on screen and in the classroom. So as the school year winds down, let's salute those folks who have kept us and our kids moving back to normal. Since 1936, Core Plus Federal Credit Union's roots run deep in the educational community. Please join us in thanking our local teachers and educational staff for their dedication and selflessness this past year in educating our students during the most challenging of times. You are appreciated. Thank you from all of us at Hall Communications. Spring is here, and now is the time to get your home looking its best. And that means protecting your biggest investment with interior and exterior painting by Joe Tambor Painting. Joe Tambor Painting is a full-service residential and commercial painting company that has been serving customers with the highest quality painting in New London County and beyond since 2001. Joe Tambor Painting is committed to excellence, and that means your job will start on schedule and finish on schedule. And Joe and his crew of experienced painters will take all aspects of the job, from prepping to clean up seriously. Joe Tambora Painting also offers power washing, light carpentry, drywall, staining, wallpaper removal, and installation, and can make your home the envy of your neighborhood. Joe Tambora Painting does the highest quality work at a reasonable cost and is committed to excellence. There is no job too big or small. Call Joe Tambora Painting today for a free estimate at 860-886-8150. That's Joe Tambora Painting. Call today, 860-886-8150, and ask for Joe. So if you want to squeeze in a little call, you're welcome to do so. Any of our topics today or anything else? Hoping you have a safe Memorial Day weekend. Certainly always uh, remember those that gave their lives for our country and all those that serve our country. We appreciate them so very, very much. When you see a soldier, 
Why not go up and say, thank you for your service? Thank you for your service, policemen, firemen. The Norwich Chamber of Commerce and the Norwich Area Veterans Council is uh, inviting everybody to the annual Memorial Day Parade. It's going to be this coming Monday. The parade starts at noon, and the parade starts on McKinley Avenue at the bottom of Grove Street. Working its way to Chelsea Parade. Well, there will be a Memorial Day ceremony. will commence after the parade on Chelsea Parade at approximately 1.30. There will be some entertainment. There will be guest speakers. Changing of the memorial wreaths at the war monuments and lots more. So, counting on some good weather. Everybody get together. Good camaraderie and honor those veterans with a very special ceremony. Well, this time every day we'd like to throw in... uh, some of your favorite comedians from the past. And we'll do that in just a little bit. Get a little joke or two in. Here at Falvey's with our Memorial Day sales event, there are a lot of great things happening. Let's start your 2022 spring off the right way with a visit to Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Are you searching for a new vehicle that can handle your family's adventures? Is it finally time to buy that unforgettable ride that you've always dreamed of? We've got you covered with our Jeep Freedom Days. Thinking of a family camping trip this year, but your current vehicle isn't strong enough to pull a camper? With a steady flow of new inventory rolling in and our Make the Switch event. We're sure to have something to fit your needs. Stop in to see us or visit us 24-7 at falvies.com. Let us be your preferred dealer. This is TJ Falvey. Not seeing what you are looking for? Check with us. I'm sure we can save you money. Let's discuss what I have in transit to choose from. Or we could build a custom order together, meeting your specifications at Factory Invoice. Falvey's does it better in every way. Falvey's, you're gonna love it. WICH, good afternoon. Hey, Stu, I won't hear you for four days, five days. Well, unless I talk loud. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go to the Stonington Point and look at the waves. And oh, you love to do that, don't you? That's great. It's beautiful today. So you have a great, great weekend. Well, well it's all the things you do, have the people come <clears> in and play the piano and talk about the old days. Great. Well, you always take advantage of the good weather and get down by the seaside, don't you? Down by the seaside, right. Down by the seashore. Mm-hmm. You're, like that lady said, you're one of the best. Well, that's sweet of you, and I hope you um, have a wonderful uh, weekend. And don't forget our Dairy Queen get-together if you have a chance to get down. Oh, I have to go to Seattle first. have to go to so Seattle first? No, you can get the ice cream right here. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not going out there to go to Starbucks. <laughs> okay. It's a graduation. Oh, okay. Well, we'll miss you. Okay, but uh, you'll be here when I get back. We'll be looking for you. Okay. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks a lot. Who's that song? I met my little bright-eyed doll down by the sea. Down by the sea. Yeah. Okay. Why did I start that? I have no idea. All right, here's a little bit of uh, Henny. And now, folks, it's barbecue time. I'm going to give you some real handy hints now. Your barbecue equipment will not only give you many happy hours of eating, it will save your life if you're ever marooned on a desert island. Now, when this happens, be sure you have your barbecue things with you. Start barbecuing immediately. In no time at all, you'll be surrounded by dozens of people all giving you advice. Ask one of them to save you. (laughs) 
While waiting, I'm going to tell a few gags. There's a man and a woman checking into a hotel near a railroad station. Now, this is the only room left in town. There's a convention going on. And this woman lies down on bed to take a little rest, and all of a sudden, a train goes by, and zoom! It knocks her out of bed, the vibration through the train. Now, she lays down again. Another train goes by and knocks her out of bed again. She complains to the manager, what kind of a hotel is this? I'm lying down here trying to take a rest. The train goes by and the vibrations knock me out of bed. He says, I don't believe it. She says, will you please come upstairs? So the manager comes upstairs. She's laid down that bed a minute. Just then her husband walks in. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> the husband says, what are you doing here? He says, believe it or not, I'm waiting for a train. <laughs> Two guys meet. One says, what's the latest dope on Wall Street? He says, my son. <laughs> There's two guys in the gym. One's putting a girdle on. His friend says, since when do you wear a girdle? Says, my wife found it in the glove compartment of my car. <laughs> Was it that good? <laughs> Two guys meet. One says, you look bad. What's the matter with you? He said, tell the truth, I lost three wives in the last three months. What happened? The first one died from eating poison mushrooms. What happened to the second one? She died from eating poison mushrooms. What happened to the third one? Fractured skull. How come? She wouldn't eat the poison. <laughs> Say the two, uh, two boys, uh, I forgot this yoke. <laughs> there's, there's two truck drivers, they're applying for jobs. One says, my name is uh, Sam and this is Nero, he's my partner. When I drive at night, he sleeps. The man says, all right, I'll give you an oral test. Suppose you're driving along 3 o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, you see a trailer truck come towards you. You can't get out of the way. What is the first thing you do? He says, I wake up my partner, Nero. He says, why? He never saw a wreck like this before. Say, <laughs> <laughs> a man can't find a lawyer. He picks up a red book. He sees a law firm. Schwartz, 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 and Schwartz. He calls him and says, I'd like to talk to Mr. Schwartz. Not in today. He's playing golf. He's all right, then let me talk to Mr. Schwartz. He's no longer with us. He's retired. He's all right, then let me talk to Mr. Schwartz. He's in Detroit. Won't be back for a month. He's all right, then let me talk to Mr. Schwartz. He's a speaking. <laughs> so everybody's on strike nowadays. I saw a guy carrying a sign with nothing on it. I said, who are you picking against? I said, nobody. I'm looking for a sponsor. <laughs> Say, my wife was learning how to drive. When the road times when she does, it's a coincidence. <laughs> Last night, I ordered a whole meal in French, and even the waiter was surprised. It was a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I said to my mother-in-law, my house is your house. Last week, she sold it. <laughs> Two kangaroos were talking to each other. One said, gee, I hope it don't rain today. I just hate it when the children play inside. <laughs> Say, things are rough and people are worried. I saw a man lying in the gutter. I said, are you sick? Can I help you? He says, no, I found a parking place. I sent my wife to buy a car. <laughs> Folks, last week, my wife and I were married 40 years, and we went back to the same hotel where we got married in Chicago. Had the same suite of rooms. Only this time, I went in the bathroom and cried. <laughs> I played a hotel in Chicago, but it had a line of chorus girls. They used to dress in one room, and I used to dress in the next room. And there was a little hole in the wall. I let them look. <laughs> Couple in Hollywood got divorced, then they got remarried. The divorce didn't work out. 
I love Hollywood. I go to every year to attend Sasha Gabor's weddings. <laughs> She's been married so many times, she has rice marks on her face. <laughs> Martha Ray's been married seven times. She has a wash and wear bridal gown. <laughs> Martha Ray kissed me. I lost my head completely. <laughs> Now picture this, Martha Ray's making a picture. She's taking a shower bath. She hears the doorbell ring. She says, who's there? He says, blind man. She runs out, opens the door. The man says, where shall I put these blinds, lady? <laughs> Back to the barbecue, folks. Now, folks, if your fire won't start fast enough, there are several different types of liquid fire starters. These are about as safe to use as nitroglycerine and the destruction derby. <laughs> the two problems that can bug you are one, your steak can taste like paint thinner, and number two, you can get yourself barbecued instead of the steak. <laughs> Remember years ago when a barber used to give you a singe, liquid fire starter will do the same thing for you. <laughs> now when you finally get your fire started and you have a nice bed of great coals, you are ready to cook. Be sure you have plenty of water handy so in case fat makes the fire flare up, you can douse it. It's also good when your friends start giving you advice. You can douse them. <laughs> now, folks, once you start to cook, the thrilling part of grilling begins. There's an old song that goes, when your heart's on fire, smoke gets in your eyes. In barbecuing, smoke gets in your eyes when your meat's on fire. <laughs> now, one of the most important things to know about barbecuing is that all meat should be marinated. There are a lot of excellent marinades you can buy. Forget them. Now, about a half hour before you'll be cooking, drink a pint of scotch. That's all. Drink it. You'll either be too polluted to barbecue at all or so high you won't care what happens. In most cases, it's best to give the guests the same marinade. This makes any barbecue a success. Now, some barbecuers always try to place their grill over a plot of grass rather than a plot of sand. If you drop your steak before saving it and it falls on the grass, save it anyway. It looks like spinach. <laughs> now, if you drop it in the sand, it tastes like spinach. <laughs> now, be careful, folks, not to start your barbecue fire too close to trees, shrubbery, or to the house. If Mrs. O'Leary hadn't been <laughs> grilling hamburgers so near a barn full of hay, her cow couldn't have kicked over the grill and started the Chicago fire. <laughs> Now, always remember this. There's nothing more fun than cooking and eating out of doors unless you'd rather be comfortable. <laughs> now, everybody's had any experience planning barbecues knows one thing, it might rain. And they all agree there's just one thing you can do about it. Let it. <laughs> now, smoke generally keeps the bugs away from a barbecue. But if mosquitoes start eating you up, go indoors and let them eat the steak. <laughs> Are the mosquitoes out this year yet? I haven't noticed. The skeeters? Probably, huh? They'll probably be waiting for me this weekend. Uniting for United was established to collect much-needed food for the Jamie E. Moran United Way slash Labor Food Bank now through June 2nd. Visit a participating business to donate. Every little bit makes a big difference. Visit unitingforunited.com slash help to learn how you can work to end hunger. Well, it's been an interesting week uh, for my part of things here at WICH. We, in case you missed it, we talked about pickles the other day. It's about time, you know, we had a good conversation about pickles. There is a song about pickles, and I made sure I saved it. You may want to sing it at the barbecue. Pickle, pickle, pickle. Did you ever tickle a pickle? 
pickles, pickles, I like pickles. I like them better than an old fudge sickle. Pickles, pickles, I like pickles. Won't you give me a pickle? Pickles, pickles, I like pickles. Don't you know they make my tummy tickle? Pickles, pickles, I like pickles. Won't you give me a pickle? Slice ones, kosher ones, let's have a garlic one. I'll eat pickles however they come. Sweet ones, dill ones, chopped up in relish ones. I like pickles, oh yes I do. Oh, pickles, pickles, I like pickles. If you got no pickles, I'll take a nickel. Pickles, pickles, now I might sound pickle, but I prefer a pickle. Met a young man up in old Wisconsin, and he likes pickles. He asked me to write him a song about pickles. So here's your pickle. Sliced ones, kosher ones, let's have a garlic one. I'll eat pickles however they come. Sweet ones, dill ones, chopped up in relish ones. I like pickles, oh yes I do. feel like a pickle. we got to lose a few more pounds. Hope everybody's kind to each other over the weekend and remember those that gave their lives so we can have freedom here in this country. And don't forget what the world needs now is love, sweet love. You got enough to pass it around. After the news, Jimmy Falla will be entertaining you. He's an interesting guy and uh, got a lot to say. And a lot of funny things, too, during his program. He's got lots of guests. Some of them have even been on our show, which uh, is kind of nice. Lise Wheel was on earlier talking about her terrific book. It's called A Spy in Plain Sight. You may want to check it out at your local bookstore or online, whatever. Thanks for making us your number one local connection, Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310. And we're on FM2, 94.5 W233DB in Norwich. 
Let's check in with the news, and then it's going to be Jimmy 